This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, San Diego? Welcome into Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with you for four hours today. Not a whole lot to talk about. I'll be quite frank with you. Um... We're going to make do somehow, some way. Jesse Agler will join us in the 2 o'clock hour. Daily Gambit, a fantabulous sports game show, which I'm told will be quite entertaining today. Um, it'll be an interesting subject. Interesting I, I think subject. the category is interesting today. Scraby asked if it's sports related. It most definitely is, but it is not sports in the way you would think of it. Fair enough. So we'll Chris, see how you guys handle that contest one. trivia. <laughs> Name all of the hot dog contest <laughs> winners for the last 12 years. In I think order. it's Joey Chestnut. I think that's it. Kobayashi might be in there. Kobayashi he, might have scattered in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Chris versus the fans at four. We'll have a big five. Uh, the free agency board got a little bit lighter this morning. Justin Turner, uh, the, one of the DHs available. Did he go? He did. Toronto. I wasn't notified. Yes, Blue Jays is uh, his final destination. Right. Come on. Somebody somebody send AJ an alarm clock over here. Either that or a big wad of money. Because it's got to be killing him to sit by and watch player after player go off the board. Yeah. Because AJ loves to be active. It, it it just, you know, furthermore tells me that he doesn't have the the green light to be active. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Justin Turner would have been a great fit here, I think. I agree. I so. mean, right-handed bat, of course. Uh, Padres have plenty of those. Yes, but, that part. But, but he, he he's still shown to be very productive even in his uh, older age here as yeah. uh, he gets to the backside. One year, $13 million. Yeah, see, that's why we, we weren't going to get him. There's your answer. There's your answer, yeah. yeah. $13 million bucks. That's it. We're not getting that this time around. Yeah, and so... so. Uh, as I said, the the free agent list gets a little bit slimmer. On the list remaining, you still got Montgomery and starting pitchers: Montgomery, Snell, Clevenger, Ryu, Lorenzen. Uh, right, or excuse me, relief pitchers: Peralta, Maton, Stanek, Han, Junis, Hendricks. In the infield, you still got Matt Chapman. You got Urshela. You got Whitmerfield. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, uh, Tim Anderson, Brandon Belt, outfield Bellinger, and Solaire seem to be the two biggest pieces left out. Yeah. And then uh, you got Martinez, 
and obviously Turner comes off the board today. I would uh, predict if I were a betting man, and I'm not a very good betting man as we see every day during the Daily Gambit, but if I were a betting man, I would predict that the Padres will get none of these people. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I, yeah, I just don't. I think they're all going to go for you know at least $10 million. I was about to say, 13 is probably right? the low low. Yeah, last night I don't see the... anybody there that's a, that's a bargain basement player. Last night on the Scraby Show, uh, a couple names came up in the free agent market, and Brandon Belt was one that was brought up. And I looked at his stats. He had a much better year than he, I thought he did last year. And he, his price tag, I think, is around $5 million. He was in Toronto, I believe, Yes, right? he was. So, How do you I, know his price tag well, is around $5 it, million? It's like a market prediction. Is it hanging around his neck? <laughs> yes. It's like a market prediction <laughs> of what they think he's going to get. Uh-huh. And so $5 million is the number. I, is, I is say, this the predicted, predicted number? Yeah, I say go do that right this second. Left-handed bat. Certainly no, so, could play first base. Yeah. Could DH. And uh, Jorge Soler came up last night, but he's going to be a little bit more expensive. I think he's going to be up in the 13-plus million as well. I would think. Oh, actually, Brandon Belts, they're saying he's going to make $2.5 million. No, I don't see that. I don't see that either, but 5 mil? I can see 5 mil. I can't see 5 mil either. I mean, these guys are getting $10 million. Brandon Belts still a legit major league hitter. Why would he be half the price of everybody else? I'm not sure, but that's what they're saying, and he hasn't been signed by any other teams. Last year he made 9.3 with the Blue Jays. And Five might be the might be an accurate number. The 2023 regular season. What was for his Brandon year like? Belt. Do you have his year in yes. front of you? 254 average, 19 homers, 43 RBIs, 339 at bats, OPS 859. I think the Padres would like to have that on their team. But the, the whole thing <laughs> do, is Do you? <laughs> but the whole thing is is that he doesn't he gets injured. So he can't play. Who doesn't get injured? I I don't but think you, you can not sign somebody who nah, I I I've never agreed with that. I mean, all of a sudden the guy'll have a healthy season. Just when you think he's always going to get hurt. He played 103 games last year. How many? 103. Well, it's, that's fifty nine games th- out. Is that a lot? He would not be eligible for the NBA's MVP <laughs> award. No, I guess you can say no, that. No, he would not. He yeah, would have missed, missed too many, many games. games. Right. Uh, on a little bit lighter note, Scraby brought this up yesterday. Uh, the cover of MLB The Show, right? We were talking about some of the candidates for it. It ends up being Vladimir Guerrero Jr., so... He will be the uh, the cover for that video game this year. Uh, Aztecs, big game tonight. I'd say Colorado State <laughs> at Colorado State. This is a this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Yeah, Moby Arena, very difficult place to play. They filmed the uh, the great basketball movie One on One with Robbie Benson. Did you guys ever see this movie? I mean, this probably before your time. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, Robbie Benson was this, a... They filmed it at Colorado State? At Moby Arena, yeah. Uh, that was the gym that they used for the uh, the basketball scenes. And he was a superstar, young freshman kid. And it was basically, without saying it, that he got recruited by Wooden at UCLA. It wasn't Wooden, but it was another coach. Right. And he was given a really rough ride. As a freshman, thought he would have everything just handed to him as a, a big-time recruit. 
So he ended up on the end of the bench for the entire year until, of course, the final game when a couple of guys got hurt and he came in and saved the day and turned it all around. And then the John Wooden character says, you know, you are here to stay. And he said, no, I'm not. And he didn't say it in such terms. It was very funny. <laughs> he uh, he basically said, the way you treated me, I'm out of here. Anyway, it was a pretty good basketball go, movie. Can I leave so I can go watch this movie? <laughs> One-on-one. Because I am pumped about this movie You would right like now. it. I wouldn't have brought it up otherwise. It was really good basketball scenes, good, good story, good acting. Robbie Benson, come on. I rented Can't your adjustment them. bureau, by the way. I haven't been able to watch yeah, it, yet, it but yet. I will. I paid the three ninety nine. As Chris always brings up for ESPN Plus, I wow. actually, I'd actually rent a movie. I'm like, going to give you the four dollars. I feel bad that you had to pay. No, for I don't that. want your four dollars because right, it, it looks it, like then. a good movie. It's a good can't movie. It. It's a good movie. That is uh, a good movie, Scraby. But then again. Scraby doesn't like good movies. I the only like movies he movies. likes are terrible movies that he says are great. I think he just likes movies is what it boils down to. Because everything, as you said, is great. He doesn't have i I've never heard him come in here and be like, this movie sucked. Well, right? I couldn't there's only it. one movie I will outwardly say is a terrible movie, and it's called The Lobster. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Well, and go see Poor Things, no, same I director, won't. and no. then you'll have another one alongside <laughs> no. The Lobster. Yoshi Chris <laughs> reminded me on the way out the door on Friday when I said, oh, I might go see Poor Things over the weekend. He was like, remember how much you hated The Lobster before you go and see yeah, it. Same that. guy. He did say that. Same guy. So, uh, yeah, that's a warning to anybody out there. Okay, Aztecs in action, 6 p.m. here tonight, 7 Mountain Time. How about uh, Jaden Ledee? Uh, 998 points, uh, career points. So he needs two to get to 1,000. Well, he better get there tonight. (laughs) I think think he's got a shot. They're not winning this game if he doesn't get to the 1,000-point mark tonight. They, you know, look, they played some really – Good games on the road, and they've come up short. Yep. I mean, the Boise State game, they lose by one. You know, they need one. I, I, I did see somebody say, well, they need to, you know, figure out a way to win. It did win at Gonzaga, so it's not like they can't do it. But if you're going to win this conference, the regular season, you're going to have to steal a couple on the road. And hopefully you can steal this one. Colorado State has lost four of its last five. Yeah, they, So it, they're struggling a little bit. You just hope that they continue to struggle. They've lost four out of six. I they, want to get it right. They four haven't been able to win one of these tough ones in conference play yet on Not the yet. road. And Not so yet. this presents a good opportunity. You got a team that uh, you would say is. Not playing at their best right now, as you mentioned, was you lost last four of the last five? Four right? out of six, Four actually, out of the last yeah. six. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, this is a good opportunity for the Aztecs to go on the road, a tough place, as we mentioned, and, and try to get a victory. At, at this point, you kind of need a victory against a team that I think is um, is is rated highly in terms of how, how they're viewed nationally. Yeah. Well, you got Utah State coming in on Saturday. They're the top-ranked team in the conference. They're coming here Saturday. And then you go on the road for two games next week, Air Force and Nevada. Then after that, you get Colorado State, New Mexico, and Utah State in order. Right. I mean, this schedule is here difficult. Come, here comes the gauntlet. Right yeah, here. it is difficult. So... Any win that you can get on the road is going to be, you know, an impressive one. And tonight would definitely be one of those. So. All right. Did you uh, happen to see the rest of the Laker game? 
last night. I didn't watch the end of it because by the time we left, they were down 16. Yeah. And uh, just so as I, didn't I go said back when to I it. left here. Like, yeah. They right. never win when I turn the game on. Yeah. Here. They don't win when you're here, which means they're going to get beat tonight in Atlanta because you're going to be here. Not um, turning the game on tonight. Don't turn the game on. No, that's a good, that's good idea. It. Good strategy. But are you going to talk about Dylan the villain? I mean, he acted just I, it, a fool again last I, night. I, I'm trying, you know. Do How I, much longer is the NBA going to allow this to happen? I know that, yeah, you don't want to say anything because you're a Laker guy. And you don't want to sound like you're whining and crying over spilt milk. You're not. You're you're making a complaint that is that is legitimate. This is a guy, you know, that that plays dirty basketball and is trying to injure players out there. I, I would almost put him in a lower category than Draymond Green. Draymond Green, he just snaps. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think Draymond Green goes out there trying to injure guys. He just snaps and does it. crazy stuff. Dylan Brooks, who's now with Houston, to me is honestly out there on a mission to try and hurt guys. And look, those if you're going up for a layup and you're airborne, flying in for a dunk, and some guy shoves you in the back, yeah, you can bad. wind up in traction for heaven's sakes or worse. And that wasn't even called a flagrant foul. Vanderbilt, who was the recipient of that shove, ended up getting ejected from the game because he tried to instigate Brooks into a fight. Yeah, he did. I don't blame him. He did I the, mean, I the don't good blame old him. Finger poke to the side of the head. You know, I mean, I don't. I'm not always an Anthony Davis guy, but I agree with him 100. percent He said we're behind. You know, Vanderbilt in, on this. You got to. I mean, if the league's not going to protect you, then you've got to protect you. Yeah. And then LeBron gets hit in the face. I mean, that just seems like business as usual for Dylan Brooks. Right. And, you know, that's, I think that's why I'm reluctant to say something because, you know, ultimately they got the victory. So he, yes, he, got, I a, know. he got a guy ejected. So he, right. he, he, was, up, he was winning all of the mental head games at yeah. least last night. Well, eventually somebody's got to come in and say, you might win the mental head game, but uh, you're going to be lighter in the wallet by quite a bit. And we're going to, you know, continue to extend the fine. This is this the is more where, it happens, we're going to start sitting out games. This is where it's a it, it's a new NBA, and right, and that's what you have to now depend on is that the NBA has to do it. But I don't know that he did anything that they would deem egregious enough to, yeah, to well, touch his Yeah, well, I'll water. tell you one thing. Tell Adam Silver to run in for a layup, and I'll shove him <laughs> in the back while he's not, you know, ready for it. And he'll start realizing how dangerous of a play that is. I don't know that the Lakers have anybody on their team like that, but this would be a, an easy situation where you, you got some an enforcer, if you will. Because Dylan Brooks, was, he put up like 15, 16 points last night. So I know. He's a decent player, you could, too. You could, and I wish he would just be a player <laughs> instead of the he rest ha, of it. He has, he has fallen into the Dylan the villain role, and it may serve his his purpose at the end of the day, which is to try to be an, an, an annoyance, and it yesterday it worked, unfortunately. Well, I, I to me, this is beyond the scope of competition. This is this has got to uh, this is a situation where the league has to has to look at some film and say, hey, look, this guy's running around trying to injure people. We've got to try to curtail this. I mean, again, Rodman was crazy on the floor. And, you know, if you were sitting in the front row, you were in danger with Rodman because he right. might not like the popcorn you're eating. And, no, but, might not the way you're chewing on it. You know, Ron Artest, you know, ended up going up in the stands. But, again, that was a provoked situation. 
you know, Dylan Brooks to me is a premeditated guy that's out there looking to hurt people and thinking that by doing that, that that's, you know, an intimidation thing. That's not intimidation. That's 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 you're not tough if you're shoving people in the back. Yeah. When they're going up for a layup, that doesn't make you tough. It was definitely a, a blatant shove in the right. back. Right. That sure. doesn't make you a tough guy. That makes you a a dangerous guy. The league uh, anyway. All right, enough yeah, on that soapbox, <laughs> I guess. You you have more up in arms than I am about I know it. because my team wasn't playing. If my team wasn't playing, you'd be up in arms, and yeah. I wouldn't be saying as much. All right, uh, let's step away. Let's get to break. Obviously, the Detroit coaching staff is a hot commodity, and by Detroit, I mean the Detroit Lions staff is a hot commodity. So hot that on a flight there to talk to one of them, one of them changed their mind about the whole situation. Oh. Yeah, we'll get into it when we return. We're going to Chris. Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. I got to tear Scraby away from his screening of the movie one-on-one. He was watching it during the break. He couldn't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do a good job of explaining the uh, storyline. I, I just can tell you it's a pretty good basketball movie. And it was filmed at Colorado State, and that's where the Aztecs will be tonight. Taking on the Rams in a matchup of unranked teams, uh, teams that are both good enough to be ranked and both should be in the NCAA tournament. be nice to come out of there with a victory tonight if you are SDSU. Uh, Scraby, you'll be, I think you'll be pleased to hear my score today. You won't be pleased with my decision to play only 14 holes of golf. Oh, golf. Okay. I can't. I know I only had four holes to go, but I was like, no, nah, it's enough. Is, I, 18's is, too many. Is Wait, what? You you just cut the sorry, what? With four I walked holes back to, go? to the clubhouse with four holes to go. The reason I walked back to the clubhouse. There's got to be a good reason. You uh, ran out eight, of golf balls? Eight bo- I almost did. <laughs> eight bogeys and six double bogeys. So really Not a single par today. And six triple bogeys. <laughs> no, no, that was the true score. That was wow. a true score. It was so a you bad just quit? Day. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel like I was going to ever get it done today. Wow, everything so... kept rolling out, I missing didn't... the green. It just I was having a bad day. My sciatic was acting up, and the more I missed shots, the more it acted up. I'm sorry. Every time someone uses the sciatic, I will laugh. It's not just you. Doesn't it I... sound like you're 130 years old <laughs> with your sciatic? Oh, my sciatic. When I was yeah. a drinker, I had a sciatic issue for for a little bit, and yeah. it's painful. Oh, it Scra- doesn't feel too good. So, but... are you as surprised as I am that? Chris quit? Chris quit? Yes, because well, he attacks me I, I on just, the show all the time. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Well, I, I, I felt like I had a lot of different reasons to quit today. And Including so I the did. sciatic. The sciatic. <laughs> it was one of those ones where I think if I was making some shots, the sciatic wouldn't hurt as much as it did. Fair enough. But the fact is the ball just did not behave today. Where were you playing? Uh, Balboa. Balboa. There's a, it's a nine-hole course, but we went around twice. And on the did second they know one, that? yes, we paid. Oh, okay. We I are mean, legit guys. Did they know about yes, it? Yes, we are legit. We paid. What, uh, where was your uh, Where was your game at today? Were you Were you Were you hooking? I no. Or I were you doing like a little bit of was, No, my game was good. My my uh, off the tee, I was really good. The second shot that you need to get close for a par putt, I couldn't get that shot close today. And I was chipping, and my touch was just not there. 
So Balboa nine. I missed is a really all the nice putts. Course. I like. Have you seen it? I do love it. If you played I, it, I, I it played is a good it so course. many times. It's a good course. You can get around in like two and a half hours or so. They have a couple of long holes too. It's not just all short holes. The only the only good putt I made today was a uh, up and down from the trees that uh, saved me a double bogey. Mudcat Grant just sent me a shot of Ted Knight in Caddyshack <laughs> trying to figure out how to hit a golf ball. <laughs> Thank you, Mudcat. <laughs> and I never slice. Anyway, yeah, it was that kind of day on wow. the uh, on the course. So here I am, none the worse for the wear. But, uh, yeah, and it's funny, too. The sciatic's really not hurting anymore. It, was it, it just, went away. Just killing me when I was out on the course today. So uh, The Detroit Lions lost the NFC Championship game the other day. And as a result, everybody wants their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, to be their head coach. Problem is, by the time the Lions were out of the playoffs, only two teams were left with coaching openings, Washington and Seattle. And I guess Ben Johnson, as those teams were en route to interview him, decided against it. Yeah. Says, I, I'm going to stay with the Lions. The, the Seahawks, uh, the commanders in particular, were on yeah. their way. Now, in all fairness, they were also coming to interview uh, Aaron, I mean, Glenn, Aaron the Glenn, defensive the, coordinator. the defensive coordinator. So they were right. coming regardless. But yeah. mid-flight, they find out that... Ben Johnson's not even going to take the interview. He he is just going to plain stay yeah. with the uh, Detroit Lions yeah. and continue as their offensive coordinator. Called a pretty good game, I would say, on Sunday. Yeah. I don't think you can put any of the blame at his feet. I did see uh, one of the national talk shows this morning said that uh, Dan Campbell, his coaching job was so bad that it was, like, irresponsibly bad. And... You know, I was thinking about these two games. Dan Campbell certainly had the more high-profile decisions that you could either agree with or not agree with. But I think of the two games, the worst coaching job was done by Baltimore. Their game plan was awful, and we all know it was awful because they didn't run the football and do what they're successful doing. They were the only team of the four... That did not play to their identity no, at all. Not at all. So, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that everybody's picking on, you know, the high-profile stuff of Dan Campbell. And, you know, as we said yesterday, I would have kicked the field goal, the first one. I, I thought it was interesting that the thing but, that he felt uh, a, what he wanted to redo on was not actually the timeouts, but the run Going instead of calling, that's right. Instead of throwing the ball there at the very end at of the, the very game, end, he, he said that's one that he, he messed definitely up. He had messed up. Yeah, yes. sure. Everybody said he messed that up, but 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 to say that Dan Campbell and you know an extension of him, Ben Johnson, came in with the wrong game plan would not be accurate. No. The Lions' game plan was outstanding, and uh, you know the Ravens was the one that was was. To me, it was perplexing. Let a lot to be desired, yeah, I mean, and uh, you know, just they didn't do what they do. And the Chiefs got a you know some of the credit for taking some things away, but I don't know that the Chiefs took the run away. The Ravens no. took the run away. The, the Ravens have all season long been been one of those teams that even when you're stopping the run, they're still running it. Yeah, and eventually of they course. they wore you down. They didn't even give themselves a chance to do that on Sunday. I agree. So I, I think John Harbaugh is the one that mismanaged 
And, you know, it's interesting because guys like John Harbaugh are so well thought of that they're almost beyond criticism, whereas Dan Campbell is still a younger, show-me type of coach. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, so it's easier, it seems like, to pile on him. But I think John Harbaugh is the one who really messed it up in this this case. I think it's hard to argue. So, speaking of Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh looks like he's going to take John Harbaugh's director of player personnel away yeah, I saw. be the new GM of the Chargers that is not a done deal yet but a lot of people are thinking uh, that will happen what I, mean, do you, well, I didn't ask your opinion Tony do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to I mean he's done it everywhere else this is his probably greatest challenge do you think he's going to be successful with the Bolts I, it's hard to say that he won't honestly based I know. on I mean just look at his track record literally everywhere not yes. not a few stops Everywhere he's gone, when he's left it, the team has been in far better shape. They've been at the top. They've been at the top. Pretty much. So, I, it, even though it's the Chargers and we know what we know. <laughs> we know what we know. It's hard to say <laughs> that Jim isn't going to come in and, and be the difference maker. Yeah. It you really would almost is. hope that his time here at USD would have given him a little glimpse into knowing what we know. So that he at least is prepared going in. They have uh, banners out there. Like, the Chargers have bought web banner space. And all the thing says is Harbaugh, get your ticket or get your season tickets now. And I'm like, you don't even say what the season tickets are for? Nah, just They're just, thinking that the name Harbaugh is enough to bring people to the stadium. Yeah. Well, it may well, be. It, it, it's going to bring hope. I can guarantee hope, you that. Yeah. <laughs> it may bring some people that. to the stadium. Victories will keep them at the stadium. Yeah. That's, so. that's absolutely And the Chargers true. do have a lot of issues, from what I'm told, because I don't follow it that closely, but salary cap issues, et cetera. Yeah. So. Um, Arthur Smith, former. I was Falcon. surprised to see this. I, I was too. I was too. I can't. And maybe it's because. I was watching his Falcons team play and an offense that left a lot to be desired. Quite a bit to be, yeah. But maybe as a coordinator, he's, he's different. But I was surprised to see this move for, for the Steelers, who, by all accounts, from everybody who talks about it, are lack, smarter than this. Right, lacked <laughs> offense. And they bring in a guy that seemed to not bring much to the table when it came to offense. As a head coach. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Rooney, uh, one of the uh, Steelers vice presidents or owners, said, uh, I think Mike, as in Tomlin, identified that we wanted somebody with some experience and somebody that has, well, let's just say a track record that we can look at. Because I don't know what Arthur Smith's great track record is. I know he was in Tennessee before he got the job in Atlanta, but the Titans never won with offense, they won with defense and, you know, bulldoze running by Derrick Henry. I, I I don't know. This is an interesting hire by the Steelers. Yeah, but I agree. That's their guy. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Jesse Agler. It's been a while since he's been on the program. Voice of Padre Baseball, along with uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. We will visit with him and uh, get some of his thoughts on what the Padres uh, have not done and what they might be doing between now and spring training. That comes up next on Gwen and Chris. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. According to MLB trade rumors, Padres among teams interested in Michael Lorenzen. Sammy Levitt, the great Sammy Levitt, tweets, Lorenzen is an interesting option for the Padres as he's built up to 153 innings last season. Last season was one of the first, I think he was predominantly a starter. Um, 3.32, excuse me, 3.23 ERA, 217 opponent batting average and 20 starts through his no-hitter with the Phillies. He struggled after no, the no-hitter with an 8.01 ERA and 30-plus innings to finish the regular season. So uh, all was good until he got to that um, the no-hitter. That no-hitter. The and no-hitter then, was the turning point for yeah, him. He's yeah. uh, he's 40 and 38 in his career with a 4.11. That's what I look at more than what he did last year. Yeah. And he, I, so it's been you know, hit and miss. Yeah, no, he just, he's, uh, he's on the Padres' Um, radar, but he probably apparently. would be a more affordable. Yes, certainly not in that thirteen mil range that we've seen everybody Correct. get. All right, let's go to let's go to our phone lines. My guy Jesse Agler on the line. Jesse, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Nice to hear your voice. How are you guys? We're doing hey, well. Countdown uh, is getting is closer and closer. We'll be headed out to spring training here shortly. When you, you look at this Padre uh, ball club. It seems like there's still some things that, that need to get done, but still also a pretty talented roster, even without those pieces uh, that still need to be, maybe need to be addressed. For sure. Like, you know, there's kind of two ways of looking at it, or two parts of the conversation maybe is like the best way to talk about it. One is, as you said, there are holes. You know, there are spots that need to be filled. And, you know, I understand that two weeks before pitchers and catchers report, everybody would love to have them filled and everybody would be, you know, more comfortable if they were filled. Um, but I, I don't think that that's that big of a deal, especially when you consider the number of guys who are out there. Right. This is a reflection of the market, right? Like this isn't a reflection of the Padres or, you know, what they're trying to do or not trying to do. It's just sort of the way free agency has gone this year. And I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Free agency every year is sort of like its own unique beast. You know, what happened last year in free agency is not relevant to this year when it you know, comes to who is signed when and for how much and all that. So it's kind of a, uh, wait and see mode, I think, you know, for a lot of guys. But the other thing you said is right. And, you know, I was at an event last night at dinner and I was talking to people about this and I was like, 
you know, like you got Manny, you got Fernando, you got Xander year two feeling more comfortable. Like you have Hassan Kim, you have hopefully a bounce back from Jake Cronenworth. Like these are really good players. Like these are elite. Like I'll tell you right now, don't be shocked if Fernando is an MVP finalist or winner this season, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's my true legitimate expectation of what Tatis is going to do in 2024 after, you know, finally getting some games under his belt last year after missing time. And then, you know, you throw in those other guys who are capable of that same kind of season. So, um, look, there's a lot of talent here. Are there a lot of questions to be answered? Absolutely. And, yes, pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. Uh, but the first regular season game isn't for, you know, two months, really, at this point, or, or a month and a half. So, you know, that's that's really the, the true deadline, I think, for all that kind of stuff. What do you think about uh, the Padres and uh, their finances this year, Jesse? Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to make the bigger splash and I think that's uh, that's okay. I mean, the Dodgers did this last year, and it worked out fine and, and got themselves back on the right side of the luxury tax. I mean, we have people saying things like, I can't believe it's going to be a rebuilding season, and the Padres are punting on this year. And I, I just think we got to keep reminding that that's just not the case. It, it, you know, you don't have to, to get a $50 million free agent to announce that you're trying to be competitive. No, I, I like your Dodger comparison to last year. You know, and they, they were doing it with intent. You know, they were ready for Otani and, and everything else that we've not seen them do. You know, they were preparing themselves for that. Um, and, and the Padres, you know, it's not a one-to-one comparison. I don't think it's exactly the same situation, but the, the result is essentially the same, right? Like, yeah, okay, we're not in on the big dudes right now. That's not going to be, you know, the way that we handle things uh, this year. We believe in the talent we have. We're very curious about some of our young guys. It's a little bit of a reset, as you said, in, in regards to the CBT. It, it, it's not a punt at all. I mean, look, the other reality is here, and something to keep in mind, is, you know, one of these years, there's going to be an 80-win team that gets in. Like, you know, Tony and I talked about yeah. that a lot last season. And, you know, I don't know that it's going to be this year, and I'm certainly not saying I think the Padres are an 80-win team. I actually think they're going to end up winning more games than they did last year. But, you know, last year, what did it take? 84 to get in in the National League, and that team won the pennant the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, like you, you don't, it, it's, we're still all, I think, learning and kind of recalibrating our brains to the reality of this version of the postseason and, and, you know, the, the regular season, it, it's true. It's not what it once was. It's not as valuable. It's not important as it once was. Um, now the Padres didn't have a good enough regular season last year, um, but all those one run games and all the extra yeah. inning stuff and like that kind of nonsense that didn't go their way. You know, there, there's there's no reason to think that that continues this year. That's just not how that works. So even if you won half of those games that you lost a season ago, you'd still have a bad record in one-run games, and you would have been in the postseason. And, again, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, you know, make last year sound better than it was because it wasn't good. Um, I, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm much more bullish than, you know, the kind of thing that you're describing for 2024 and the fact that they haven't gone out there and, you know, dumped a pile of money on somebody's driveway and free agency doesn't change anything for me. <laughs> Jesse Hackler joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. And Jesse, you know, you, 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 the Padres make a managerial change. Mike Schilt really uh, is the man at the helm right now. Um, he, he's been asked about these three closers that he has <laughs> in the back of this bullpen. However, it ends up, you know, lining up. It's never really a bad thing to have those type of arms. Now, the, the 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 one question mark is, you know, how will the arms that haven't pitched in the big leagues fare? You know, because I think for those who may have some concern after watching Hasan Kim, Hasan Kim's, 
you know, progression to get it. Took him two years to kind of get acquainted. How do you think the pitching will translate versus what we've seen out of the hitters? I mean, my gut says it would be an easier transition for a pitcher than a hitter. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer your perspective on this than mine. But, you know, I mean, it's just, as, as you and I talk about a lot on the broadcast, the pitcher controls everything, right? The hitter is a reactor. You know, the pitcher is the dictator. And, and so it would just seem to me from like a level of common sense that the adjustment is easier for a pitcher than it is for a hitter and that it shouldn't necessarily take two years for a guy uh, if he's got the talent and the ability. That's the main question. Right. You know, it's like, does, does he have the stuff? And the cool thing is, in the modern game, we as fans and certainly front offices have access to so much more information on these guys than even like seven, ten years ago. Um, it's not just, oh, he was, you know, 29 out of 32 for saves in the last two years, and he's got a 382 career ERA in the KBO or an NPB. Like, that's that's not just all you have to look at. I mean, they're they're using real analytical information on these guys. They're tracking pitches. They see the velocity. They can, like, you know, see all the things about them that they can see about their own, you know, young guys in the minor leagues. And so they can make, I think, much more informed choices when it comes to international talent, particularly in those two leagues. Um, than they've ever been able to make. So I think it's like less of a an unknown as it once was. Now that said, it is a new thing. It, it, there is an element of unknown. I just I don't think it's as extreme as it used to be. It is a new culture. It is new food. It is new travel. It is the pressure of the contract. All that stuff. I don't I don't want to dismiss it um, because you know I, I always want to consider the human elements of these things. And and you know the, the, these two guys they're human beings. They're going to put pressure on themselves. It's going to be a challenge at times. Um, but I, I just think it's it's not necessarily always from the KBO or always from NPB. It's just that, all right, like, what's how's this stuff going to play? And, you know, as far as who the closer is um, on October or whatever, hopefully in a postseason series, I don't know that we'll necessarily know that, you know, by the end of spring training. I, right. I'd be surprised, in fact, if it became that obvious by the end of spring training. And, you know, Mike and Ruben are going to have the opportunity to sort of mix and match, try some different stuff out earlier in the year, I would guess. Um, and and kind of take it from there. I don't I don't I don't feel personally any kind of rush to declare a closer for this team this year. Jesse Agler, who heads a uh, Padre radio broadcast that received uh, well over an eighty percent approval rating <laughs> in a uh, fan survey done by the Athletic. I don't know if you saw the results, Jesse, but it was all good. I think, I think it was. I, I heard it was ninety one percent. Ninety one, yes, over ninety. That's right. <laughs> Still working on those other nine uh, percent, but uh, we'll see nah. if we can't bring them into the fold this year. What do you? I, it's hard to answer this one because we don't know what the whole thing. But it, let's just say this is what the ball club is. What do you think the infield's going to look like? I, I mean, are we going to? Is Bogarts going to end up at shortstop once Manny comes back? Play third base? Are they going to really try to move Hasong there? Are they going to try to move Bogey and Cronenworth everybody around? What's your gut tell you that the infield will look like? You know, come may or something like that yeah i don't have a gut feeling on it because i think we just don't have enough information to yeah. make that call right now like you know what because the reality is perhaps what happens in the outfield could impact what happens on the infield yeah. you know i mean is, is you know one of these young guys going to come up and have the kind of spring that that sort of says all right i'm i'm here i'm good enough i can be a part of this now you know is he going to be an infielder or an outfielder is he going to be an infielder turned outfielder um, you know, when does Manny come back? And you're right, in May, I think we should all expect at this point Manny to be back at the hot corner defensively. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a sense of, of how it's going to go. That's got to be one of the first questions that Mike Schilt gets asked, you know, in Peoria when he gets there in a couple of weeks, though. 
you know, from reporters is, hey, who's, uh, who's your shortstop? Who's your second baseman? Who's your first baseman? Um, and, and I'm sure he'll have a, a, a KG answer. He's a professional, um, in, unless he really does want to go out there and declare it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those storylines that we'll be tracking endlessly throughout the spring. And, um, you know, while, while I think in the, in the baseball broadcaster world, uh, spring training games are, are kind of, you know, it's a love hate relationship, maybe. <laughs> but when it, yeah, but when it comes to like these sorts of storylines, um, for this team this year, Tony, there's like a lot of really there's... interesting stuff that we're going to be tracking the entire time. Yeah, it's interesting because last year and even a year before, really, everything was pretty much set. Like there was like yeah. one thing that you had to look for. It was like the back end of the rotation, maybe a spot in the bullpen. But for the most part, it was kind of boring because there, there was really nothing to watch. Everybody was was kind of locked in. That's going to be a lot different, and that really is a perfect segue to my next question here, Jesse. The uh, the Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, both had injury, you know, field seasons um, throughout you know twenty twenty three. Especially considering how young this back end of the rotation is likely to be at this point. I mean, how important do those two become? if the Padres are going to have the type of success that, you know, we're hopeful that it can have. I, I think no matter what four and five look like in the rotation, you know, a lot of the success that this team is going to have this year is going to be dependent upon you and Joe. Yeah. You being Darvish, not Tony. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> the first one of those in 2024. Say, um, we usually go through that at least <laughs> once or twice during, during early part of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, like that's, you know, like last year, you know, the, the Waka Lugo thing, I just keep thinking about that. And I'm not suggesting that they're going to, you know, hit gold the way they did on those two guys again this year. But, you know, a couple of guys that came in later in the offseason, Waka, well into spring training and, and turned out to be just like critical contributors, yeah. you know, for the team last year. So there's a possibility something like that happens. Um, there's a possibility one of these young guys really locks in and gets going. Um, but, yeah, like I, I, I think that if, if you or Joe struggles, it's going to be tough sledding for the team. Now, I don't expect either one to do so. They should both be healthy and ready to go. Uh, they both have all the talent in the world, so that's why I'm excited. And and I'm 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 into Michael King, man. Like yeah. it, it's funny. I'm I'm I could very well regret saying this publicly. This is probably something I should have texted you guys off to the side. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll put it out there for the great Gwyn, Chris, and Scraby listeners. Um, I, I feel about Michael King right now the way I felt about Joe Musgrove when he first got to the Padres, like a guy who's like ready to make that next step. You know, like you've kind of seen it building. You look at the numbers, you sort of track the ups and downs of the career, the injury, the frustration, the this, the that. And now it's like, it kind of feels like at the end of last year, it all started to come together for him. That was very much the case with Joe at the end of 2020. Um, He was like really hitting his stride. And you go back and you look at those games and you're like, oh yeah, this is a guy who's about to go nuts. And he literally two starts into his Padre career. He throws the no-hitter. And I'm not saying the King's going to do that. But I, I have that similar feel about King that kind of like Joe Musgrove in 2021, he's a guy that's ready to take a very big next step. And if that happens, again, the calculus changes in a very good way. Yeah. And uh, Michael King uh, told us uh, that he's he loves these other guys that are coming with him from the Yankees, too. So. Hopefully the Padres have a lot more depth in the rotation than they think. Uh, Jesse, you're a few weeks away or a month away from Korea. Did you ever expect your broadcast career would take you there for a few days? A week, I guess, you guys are going to be there, huh? No, I, I didn't. I did not ever anticipate that, but I'm really excited. You know, 
during COVID when they were putting those KBO games on TV uh, on ESPN, I, I like really started watching the league because obviously I'm like a baseball lunatic and I wanted to see baseball. And that was pretty much the baseball that was available. And, um, you know, I started following this team, uh, KT Wiz, that had never won anything before because I know how to pick them. And like, they had a really good year. And like, the story of my life is a You had a favorite fan, you know? team in the KBO? Yeah, I, and Bob Scanlon had hats made, you know, for for us uh, with the with their logo on it, like their hats, and um, you know, wow. and they ended up winning the title two years ago for the first time. They were really good again last year. Now the Padres won't be playing them. That's not one of the exhibition games. But anyway, so the point being that, like, I kind of got into Korean baseball a little bit, started following it a little more closely. I, I know the team names, like they're all familiar to me now. And and I've said this to you guys before, but like one of the things that I'm really excited about baseball right now is that. Well, it's nowhere close to what soccer is in terms of an international sport. Like it is more and more going that way where like you yeah. can pull legitimate big league talent from Japan and Korea in addition of course to Latin America and the Caribbean and it's like it just makes the sport to me feel more whole. You know, I mean it's like it's a bigger thing and you know I I I don't know could you ever envision a you know a world in which there's like a more formal transfer market, you know, as opposed to maybe just uh yeah. you know like these posting fees that the teams get. I just think it's neat you know, that, that those leagues, the level of play have gone up the way they have, particularly in Korea, Japan, you know, where now guys like Merrill Kelly was a great example, the Diamondbacks coming from Korea, um, like, you know, really being able to come to MLB, come back to MLB in some cases, like Nick Martinez, and have some great success after really kind of locking in over there. I, I just think it's wonderful for the sport. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It, it. I think baseball aspires to get to a transfer market where, it's just that simple, and it's easy yeah. to, to get these guys. Jesse, as always, man, appreciate you coming on. We don't do it often, uh, and I, that's on purpose. I don't want to. I don't want to wear you out coming up out here all the time. I want to hear how you're going to pronounce uh, or how you're going to handle uh, the new Korean right-hander in the ninth inning with the game on the line. Go into go the windup. Here we go. Go time. Man. Go time. Go yeah, time. You, you've, Come got, on. You've, got, you've thought it through. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, well, look. The the reality is. Spring training is for kind of workshopping those things. You know, you can okay. go into the season thinking this is the way I'm going to handle it, and then you stay it once and you kind of look over at Tony and you go, nah, that wasn't it. So we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll mess around and, uh, and and see what we come up with. Jesse, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Jesse. Good talking to you. Always my pleasure, guys. Jesse Agler, voice of the Padres, play-by-play on the radio, my partner. We got to get to break. When we come back, a daily gambit awaits. Morgan and Chris on the way. Here we go into hour number two of our Tuesday get-together. It is Gwyn and Chris on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, hanging out until 6 o'clock. Then Scraby hangs out some more with another edition of the Scraby Chronicles. They will uh, take place tonight between 6 and 7. And uh, don't miss the end of the show because that's when Scraby does his daily gripe. And I'm sure he's thinking how, up something. How has, how has the daily gripe been? Oh, Have been, you had some good gripes? Yeah, I've had some good gripes. Uh, he's just warming night. up the uh, he's just warming up the catalog. He's got, he's got I'm finding that years more of and my years of this stuff saved up come from me driving. That's where I'm triggered the most. You seem like you could be an angry driver. Well, like or to, be a triggered driver. Yeah, I I'm not say. an angry driver because I'm not crazy. But uh, there was someone today who was going about 25 miles an hour on the way to the freeway yeah, when the speed limit's 55. <laughs> that will harden an artery. Nothing worse than driving and behind was, somebody no. that's not driving the speed limit. And I was trying so hard to be calm, but 
I couldn't get around this person because it was it. a two lane road, and I started honking. I don't know that this is daily gripe material, but I'm not a fan of people who have to back into a parking space. Oh, especially that's me. I know you are. Why? The I reason don't understand I don't. It. I don't know. Do I'll you, you do why. you get away that much quicker? But. The thing I don't like is that I have to wait for you to do it, not you oh. personally. But if I'm behind you oh, yeah. in a parking lot, you mm. at that point should have to pull straight in. Because I shouldn't have to sit there for two and a half minutes while you make a, a three-point U-turn <laughs> to get backed in properly. The other side of the coin is yes, when you're backing out of your spot and that car that wants to come by is driving, they got to wait for you. It's just a, so, Somebody's waiting at some point. When you're I don't know when you're back, when you're backing out you normally let everybody go past you first that's true uh, so what's your what's your reasoning yeah. I, I know you're just, a back end you, guy you, you just get out faster you got to so, get home so, soon as you get in the car I'm working till six out. o'clock and not a minute longer I'm out. oh my goodness you know what I don't have time to put it in reverse <laughs> that's <everybody>. right <laughs> so Scraby agrees with me on this I one. agree 100 percent with you okay. hey, I, I'm also because people can't back in I'm to begin also with. I see that's where the ball game's a little different for your boy yeah you're good I'm, at I'm it. pretty good at it you're good at it I've been doing this for a long time as long now, as you you're know? good at it then we'll allow it I'm as good of a back end parker as I am regular parking so all right. There you we go. need to put we'll this to the test. Bring it, buddy. I'm going to put, like, cones and see if you run over them. Chris, <laughs> like a real test? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm with you, Chris, because I just don't understand it. And you know what? My time isn't that precious, but I do not want to wait for you to back in Here's another. Spot. Here's another reason. Here's another good reason, right? You get those folks that... You know, you got the the regular drive, you know, pull-in parking spot. Right. They want to lean a little bit further to to the left or right side, right? Yes. If you have a car that, you know, you don't want to be dinged, you back in, and now all of a sudden at least they're not getting in on their driver's side now. It's the passenger side, so you got a little room to play with well, as well. I don't know. If you back in and I I'm, pull... you're You're assuming, I'm assuming at least... That they, they're driving alone. They don't have a pass. But if I pull straight in and you back in on that particular side, then we are door-to-door trying to get out of the car together. And that's, that is, that in that case, That's yes. a dosy do that doesn't work out too well. Right. All right. Uh, Stop backing in. Everybody but Tony. Cat on the chat. There. Cat on the chat. That's funny. Uh, don't give Tony good points. It's also a fire safety thing. Technically, if a fire started, you should be facing out to be able to quickly evacuate. Oh, boom! Please. See, I didn't Please. even know. I didn't even know that reason. Please. Add that to the list too. Backing and parking is for people who think that they're cooler than they that's are. what i think it's great that sounds like two it's guys like a little too that cool can't bark backwards bark that's like too cool like. for school it's you've like got to back who, in yeah, yeah in your yeah. little sports yeah. Yeah. car I you're cool little, i sense a little jealousy no it's like the people uh, who, i don't mind around you the chairs it's a little jealousy just sit down here. like you know how ac slater used to every single time turn around slide in on a chair yeah yeah like that doesn't make sense to me either it's the most uncomfortable way to sit so why are you gonna do it maybe not for him did not expect that that statement would uh, carry with it about a 12-minute discussion. Tyler but, also said if there's so a fire, I'm backing out just as quickly as I would have if I was facing the other way. Yeah, whatever, Tyler. boy, Tyler. All right, let's, uh, let's get to uh, today. Speaking of fire, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't hold this out any longer. I know we got the gambit. But did you see they found the 
the remnants of the Jackie Robinson statue oh. I'm that was stolen. I'm trying to be irritated about it. Today. I mean, it's so irritating. How can you not be? Irritated? I mean, it, it, this is an this is one of the worst sports story and it's sports related, I guess, stories that I've seen in a long time. And I, 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 it, somebody they stole it, and apparently now they've burned it. Why? I mean, I mean my do, do, goodness, did people, you hate what the is statue going on here that much that you need to saw it off at the shoes? And burn it up like it was. It was bothering you that much. Unreal. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. We'll just let everybody sit with that <laughs> awful story for a moment while we get to the dan- the uh, gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. First of all, Tyler, I just want you to know, man, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Not whatever for real, but you're on the wrong side of this argument, I must say. <laughs> to you ge- two gentlemen here, I just got a text from my from my auntie, Char. She oh, wanted, yeah? wanted me to tell both of you guys that she too backs into her what? spot. So take that. <sighs> Chris, I hope I'm never behind you, Auntie, <laughs> when I'm waiting in the parking lot for you to back on in there. Work your way in there. Um, from Caesar, bottom line, people treat parking lots like their own personal racetrack they do. and speed. Pulling out forward after backing in ensures safety. Yeah. What? Yeah. Backing in is helpful See, when the parking back lot Back in the sucks. day, Chris, you know when somebody was backing out, you did have people that actually waited for you to back out. You know how many times I've been clipped because somebody didn't want to wait for me to back out? Like, right. And this was after me, like, inching out so that I can get out in the first place. So, you know, just... This is a I feel like I'm losing this place. argument. We are. We are. <laughs> I'm going to stay with it. We are. We are. The I trend know, has are. changed. Every time you pull into a lot... Oh, there's you, always people. You back find in. a ton no, of people are. back in no, now than more yeah. than you used to. I'm like, all right, let me wait the five minutes for you to go back and forth, <laughs> back and forth, because you can't back up. <laughs> That's now that, you're getting there, me fired up. There are some folks that aren't that good at it, and it does take a little longer. Well, until you get good at it, <laughs> stop it. And Greg, our, our our guy Greg, he has one of the most offensive parking jobs in uh, the entire his, parking lot. It's atrocious because he does two back in. But he he's, also backs and in on the line. He's one of those individuals that will park, you know, a little distance away so that he can intentionally double park. Takes at least three spots. <laughs> he not only goes over the sideline, he goes over the line in front of him. Yes, he does. He does. All right. I'm getting so many texts about backing in. We're right getting now. a lot of chat too. Well, we can just pick up the sports talk tomorrow if you'd like. <laughs> I have, I have plenty of more car. Things that upset me, and I know Scraby does as well. Uh, well, someone said, Evan said, they also have to have their girlfriends help them park. Now, now every time my friend backs into a spot, I say, how are you going to park it without your girlfriend? Somebody's got to get out the car to help to kind of bring them in. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's All right. Funny. The Daily Gambit. We made five bets yesterday. We started with Houston, uh, five-point favorites, or yeah, over Texas. 
And Chris chose Texas. They Tony and I chose Houston. There. Houston won 76-72. They did not cover. They almost in overtime, got there, yeah. It was overtime, tie ball game. That's overtime saw. game, yeah. This, uh, these teams are having trouble on the road all year long. All over the country. Kurt said, only real drivers back into parking spots. Yes. I'm turning oh, my back Kurt's on the chat. Real driver. Okay, <laughs> I'm turning Kurt. my back on the chat now. <laughs> okay, Kurt. <laughs> Clippers, yes. one and a half point favorites over the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Chris chose Cleveland. Tony and I chose the Clippers. Clippers lost. And Cleveland won by 10, 118, 108. So Chris is uh, two for two. Lakers and the Rockets, total Man. score 232 and a half in the game. It was 135, 119. So that's 254. Chris and I got it right. Tony said under. I'm over three so far. Giannis or Jokic, who had more points in their game last night? Chris and I said Jokic. Tony said Giannis. Giannis actually had more points. I believe he had 29 and Jokic had 25. Yep. Uh, and then the last one would be the Anaheim Ducks, minus one and a half on the puck line against the Sharkies. Chris chose the Sharkies. Tony and I chose the Ducks. Sharkies end up winning. Five to three. So there you go. Chris with a very good day. I had a four and one day. You guys both had a one and four. Yeah, I did not. I've not had good luck lately. With so I open betting. up a, uh, I open up a little bit of a lead here to start the week. All right. The Daily Gambit today is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Now, uh, one of my favorite betting Twitter guys, X guys, Ben Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S. He said one Careful. better already wagered $100,000 on the coin toss to be tails at the Super Bowl. Stupid. What are we doing betting hundred grand I mean, on the coin toss? I mean, I guess if you got it, that means... Still, send it to an orphanage or something. I mean, $100,000 needs me to believe this dude is, like, filthy. I hope he's filthy. But filthy he also rich. only gets, like, one and a half seconds... A bang for his buck. <laughs> no, it's over like that. Right? I mean, at least if you put it on a roulette table, the ball spins around for a you know minute or so. You're not even getting even odds. It's minus 105, so you're not even getting what you put into it. I don't it's understand. It's not even even odds. No, minus 105. Oh. You got to bet on what? More tits? On, no, on no, tails. No, just either on way, because yeah. that's how oh, Vegas yeah, 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 wins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's that's All right. well, you well, got a problem, my friend. Well, people Whoever on the chat is. stop telling us that they back in because Keen now said was just inspired by Tony to back in at work. Come on, man! It, it just so get... you just you've, you're now you're now getting people to come over to your side. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hey, listen, I, I'm not the only one that was doing it, but uh, you know, since we're on the air right now, I'm just saying. It's you know what? Actually, in I think and out. Every time I see someone back in, I think that is one arrogant human being in the car. <laughs> I'm arrogant now because I'm backing in. It's crazy. It's like, everybody, look at me. we got to back into my parking spot. Listen, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just trying to get out. So All does right. a ton. Caesar Sportsbook also said they took their first million-dollar bet on the Super Bowl. This person bet oh, wait, on the 49ers I'm money. I'm sorry. Line. i got to interrupt this. Yes. The real, the, I just thought, I just remembered why I started backing in. <laughs> have you ever tried to get out of the Lexus lot? Yes, I have. If you if you park regular in that lot, okay, you're never going. I can home. agree with you on that one. And so I've just have continued it after a hundred and never many games or eighty one games at home. I just have continued it. I will grant you, and it's worked out well for me. That's okay. Yeah, but when you're in a Vons parking lot, there's no reason <laughs> to be backed in. Uh, so a million dollars on the 49ers. That's pretty crazy. Money line minus one twenty. And if, if, if you had that type of loot, like. 
where you could where where you could put a million. Am I a billionaire? Yes, if you have, I assume you got close to that. If you bet the million, would you put it on your squad? Yeah, I don't bet to begin with. So no. Okay, Chris, I wouldn't because I'm already rooting hard enough for my squad. (laughs) I don't need to. They don't need the money. I don't need a monetary. Last note here. You want to talk about an impossible bet? Last night, someone bet $200 on Rudy Gobert to score the first points of the game with a layup. I hope he had great odds. Plus 2600 Oh, yeah. Got it. You got it? Plus that's, that's, uh, fifty-two or $5,200 was the win. It's a stupid bet, but I'm glad he got it, though. Like, that's an impossible Those bet. Those are the type of odds that you, you Not even you dunk. Take, he had to lay it in, and he would, did. If he dunked it, would it have counted it, no, as a layup? it was a layup. Oh, wow. It had to be that specific. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, that's a tough one because, I mean, who defines what a layup necessarily that's what I'm is? Anyway, good for him. All right, real quick, we'll go through tonight's. I just told you that ranked road teams have had trouble this year against unranked teams playing at home. As a matter of fact, SportsCenter last night had a graphic. The ranked team on the road against an unranked team has won less than 50% this year. That's crazy. Yeah. So with that in mind, North Carolina is ranked number three. They're playing at Georgia Tech tonight. North Carolina is giving eight and a half points. Uh, Georgia Tech, you said? Georgia Tech is their unranked. North Carolina is number three, but the game is at Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech gets eight and a half points. Scraby. I am going to go North Carolina because last time against I did, everything they, I just said, they crushed. Okay. Give me the Damon Stoudemire led Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I haven't thought about Mighty Mouse in a long time. I hadn't either. And I saw him do an interview today. I was oh, like, what oh. was he doing that for? Is he the coach of He's Georgia a, yeah, Tech? Yeah, I believe so. Oh. I will take the wreck, as in the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Okay. Plus eight and a half. Uh, San Diego State's at Colorado State. Aztecs get two and a half points, Ooh. Tony. Oh, yeah. Give me the Aztecs. Yeah. Taking the two and a half. Scraby. I'm taking that, too. Actually, you went out of turn, but it's all right. It's not really an official. We'll all take the Aztecs there. Lakers at Atlanta tonight. I was surprised by this line. Atlanta's favored by six. Wow. Well, Are the a- Lakers sitting AD, guys out? AD's not playing tonight. There you go. That explained it. What, did, did he just get the uh, the sore ankle? I can't, remember what what his, I can't remember what his ailment is, but mm-hmm. I know he's not Eyebrow playing. Eyebrow hurt? I, oh. <laughs> 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 strained I mean, he, he eyebrow. eyebrow. Unibrow hurt? Yeah, no. he goes by the I brow. You don't is. have to say strained left eyebrow. No. You can just say strained, strained eyebrow. eyebrow. That's, I, that's right. I believe... I believe it's uh, an Achilles is why he's out. I yeah. see. Uh, this injury. makes it a, a lot tougher. But I, the Lakers are the Lakers can't lose again here. They just they laid an egg last night without Anthony Davis. Tough, but I'll still take six points. Lakers, give me the uh, Lakers. King James called him out after the game, so let's Uh-oh, go. that means they'll be ready tonight. Hmm. Scraby, you going with? Uh, we won't be watching it in here though. You won't allow us to watch no. it. Not Sorry, taking guys. any chances. You're going with Adam Klug's Hawks. You know, oh, I've Scrib? seen many. Please don't lose to the Hawks. I've seen many, many uh, Hawks scores this year because yes, I'm on his ESPN. Um, I'm going to take the Hawks. All right. You got him. Given six. Joel Embiid is supposedly back in action tonight. He better be if he wants to have a shot at he the He only MVP got five trophy. games to play with. They're at Golden State tonight. His over-under for points tonight is 37 and a half. Oh, my. Just keeps going up and up and up. That is insane. As he continues to pile on the points. Scraby, you're first on this oh. one. 
Musk, it's your turn. I want last over time or under. Last time, okay, so he was thirty-five <laughs> over under. He ended up scoring seventy. I said he would be under. Then it was like thirty-six, and I said he was going to go over, and he went under. Now I'm just going to go over. Over thirty-seven and a half points. That that that, that might be the highest. It's one of the highest ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's a lot. Um, I'm thinking too many points. Over. Why not, Tony? Over. We're all going over. Wow. We're all we're all going for the banana in the tailpipe there. <laughs> uh, I, that's good. That's good. I had another hockey game, but it's the Sharkies again. Nah, no good. They so don't let's just it. we'll just go with four tonight. Okay. All right. Sounds Very good. good. Daily Gambit is in the bank. Gwen and Chris, we got a uh, fantabulous sports game show coming up in about ten minutes. Stick around for that. And uh, in the meantime, Aztecs Colorado State, what do the red and black have to do to come out of Moby Arena victorious tonight? I don't know if we'll have the answer, but we'll try when (laughs) when Chris returns. 325. As it turns out, most of you guys enjoy backing your car in as well. Yeah, apparently when the show's over tonight, Tony Gwynn Jr. will be one and a half <laughs> seconds ahead of me in terms of getting home because I don't back in. So I am one of those you people. You have the advantage there. I'm one of those people that thinks everybody's racing them when I'm in the car. No one. You is think racing everybody's anyone. racing you? <laughs> yes. Oh, like, really? I, I, I just feel like you know when you go zoom out, you're racing me. All right. I know is that when I'm on the freeway. Everybody driving in front of me is going too slow, and everybody <laughs> driving behind me is going too fast. I can agree with that. That's all I can I definitely know. agree with that. Yeah. 325 on the clock. Uh, Chris, uh, talk. What did you, what did you tease again? Well, I, you there? know, I'm going to look at this game tonight because I think it's a really good game, the Aztec game. And I think yes. Lamont Butler, you know, this is his night. And I, I, you can't. You can't contain a guy like Isaiah Stevens one-on-one, right? It's going to take more than just Lamont Butler. Yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to this matchup because Stevens is one of the finalists for the Bob Cousy Award. Nation. He might be the nation's best point guard. I mean, a lot of people have said that. And he's averaging 17 points. He shoots 43% behind the arc. And, you know, if you can slow him down, you're going to probably beat Colorado State. And I think Lamont Butler is, you know, one of the best defenders we have in in college basketball. But, you know, you can't put it all on Lamont. He's going to need, you know, good team defense. But I think that's going to be a great, intriguing matchup tonight to see if he can contain him. Or, you know, maybe Dutcher does something differently on defense. You know, they have another guy, Colorado State, Neek Clifford. Neek, N-I-Q-U-E. He's shooting 51% from the arc. What is going on, Tony Gwynn Jr.? The crazy thing is... Michael Jordan shot like 29%. That's Michael Jordan. These guys are shooting in the 50s. The crazy thing is he's a guard, and he he leads their team in rebounding. Right. He's their top rebounder. Seven rebounds a game. Yeah. That's That's something that the the Aztecs have to take advantage of. If, If that guard is down low getting rebounds... Maybe you, if you, you get, get a rebound, you can run out. You got to get the out. Other way, they don't have the floor. Balance. I mean, it's it's all defensive rebounds. You can get that offensive rebound. Somebody's going to be open on the perimeter. But I, I think yes, 
it'd be nice to see Lamont Butler get going, but it's still about Ladee and, and his and his production. Well, it's about that at that end of the floor. I'm talking yeah. about the uh, the oh, other on the end defensive of the floor. side. If Lamont Butler can d up on Stevens, and again, it's not fair to just tell one guy to shut another one guy down. Yeah, especially in this day and age, because good offense beats good defense. So you know Lamont can only do so much, but I'm hoping that that'll be a key tonight. Aztecs three and two in their last five. Colorado State two and three in their last five. Three and four in the conference. Yeah, they're under five hundred. Yeah. I mean, this is a desperate game for them, which always worries me as well. Aztecs have won four in a row over Colorado State. The last time they lost was in Moby Arena two seasons ago, fifty-eight fifty-seven. Our best friend Eric I Curry. Say, I was, was about that, to say that, that was the game screwed he that was, game up. He was at his finest that yes, game. Yes, he didn't have the guts to blow the whistle. The Aztecs, you know, got clobbered. Somebody, I think, it was Bob Bradley, and uh, you know, Eric Curry swallowed, swallowed the proverbial the whistle. whistle. Yep. Aztecs came up a point short. So did you it's guys, gonna be fun tonight. Did you guys see this real quick baseball story before we uh, go to break? Did you guys see uh, Corey Seager? Missing most of the spring training? Yeah. Uh, sports hernia. Those are not fun. How do you get know. one in the off season? Um, Working uh, no good. Lifting, uh, you know. Okay. What is a hernia? It's like where you're... you're well, oh, a, a, a regular hernia is different than a sports hernia. A sports hernia is basically like a tear in your abdominal wall. Oh, right. It's and, not... And, and yeah, yeah, depending on where it's at, it, it could... It could be. Uh, it's almost impossible to, to go in and fix, and it just you have to hope it gets better. Right? I, I had that surgery to to fix it. It's like a well, it used to be. It was a while ago. They might have changed it, knowing modern medicine. But it was like a square sheet that uh, was mesh, almost like a mesh material, mm. and they kind of put it in your abdomen. Your, your oh, abdomen, not nice. And then it gives it a little more reinforcement. And does it right now? Oh yeah, it's in there right oh, now. Does it, Super. So wait, your skin doesn't grow over it? Or? It absolutely grows over it. It's in your. It's underneath it's your skin. It's in your muscle. Scrape. No, I get that. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't like dissolve. Because when I got my surgery on my tricep, I got apparently screws that dissolve. So oh, I just yeah. wasn't sure. The screws can dissolve, but the if the mesh dissolves, it's, then it wouldn't be providing the support. Uh, it's well, there that's to what I'm provide. saying. Yeah. Can you heal it? But apparently, your body cannot heal it. It you back. most guys initially try to heal it by strengthening things around it, but. That lasted like all of a couple months before it was. Like all I know is working. that when you brought up sports hernia, my sciatica started to act. <laughs> <up again. laughs> that's, that's about Why? right. That's Why about is right. It so funny when people say they have sciatic pain because it just makes you feel like you're, you know, a hundred. It's some of the worst pain I've ever felt, but it's also some of the most hilarious things to hear. All right, let's get to break. It's time for Scraby to get his oh, butt wiped oh, again. Oh, oh. Don't, don't. <laughs> Chris's fantabulous I think you're winning today, Scraby. I, I, I think I know the category. I think you're going to do better at this category than Tony. I hope not. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Welcome to one of my favorite times each week. That is the Fantabulous Sports Game Show. We seem to have a lot of fun with it. Today's Fantabulous Sports Game Show will be brought to you by our friends at Spiro's. If you love Mediterranean food, authentic Mediterranean cuisine, it's in Coronado. 
and La Jolla for dining or takeout options. Visit SpirosCuisine.com. Are you ready, Scrape? Not really. Haven't won yet this year? Yeah, that's right. It's still January, though. It is. A lot of times you don't pick up your first victory until the summertime. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> so maybe today's the day. I have a feeling you're going to know this category better than Tony. This we'll is very see. strange. We'll see. First, uh, do you want to check a little traffic? Yes. Before we get underway? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All you beautiful people out there, it's time to play one of our favorite games of the week. All right! We, we like, like to call, call it... Ooh, I'm a go. Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show! And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, here we go. Uh, we'll give a category here shortly. You can play along out there. See how well you do. Uh, Scraby will compete against Tony. Tony usually wins. Uh, that's kind of the history of the game. And he usually wins in agonizing fashion. Agonizing. Like Scraby like, has it <laughs> and then blows it. Or Scraby or Tony pulls some rabbit out of his hat. That's that has more. also happened. That yes. has happened many times. So like we'll see Hunt what happens. Gary. All right. I will never get over <laughs> it. It is Gary. funny because we, Scraby can remember every single one of these that he's ever lost. Um, all right, I think today's category is going to be interesting. It is uh, sports-related. It is football-related. But we're going a little bit of football fashion today. Fashion? See how closely you guys pay attention to NFL team helmets. Oh, man. And, again, I think you're going to have an edge, Scrabe. I don't know. 17 of the NFL teams, 17 of the 32, so just over half, 17 have a stripe over the top of their helmet. Oh, from the, the Let's uh, go. Front of the helmet to the back. Wow. Let's go. 15 teams do not have a stripe. Wow. You want to name the 17 that have one. Oh, my goodness. This 17 NFL teams that have a stripe over the top of their helmet. Now, as you guys know, I have all of the mini helmets at home. You do. So I officially was able to count this up this morning. And uh, Scraby... 
First person to nine will win, or if you get three strikes, you are out. If you um, guess wrong. I'm not going to go first this time. You don't want to go first. You're no. going to let Tony. No, I'm going to change it up. Quinn Jr. go first. All right, name a team, Tony, that has a stripe. And I hope I everybody like out there understands what you're trying to what you're doing here. The stripe that runs from the front middle of the helmet over your head to the back. A stripe on top of the helmet. All right. So I'm just doing that for everyone who can maybe want to play along out there. All right, go, Tony. You're up. Yeah, Tony. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I don't know. W R O N G W R O N G W R O N G. Wow. Jets do not have a stripe over the top of their helmet. That's so bull, you're off to a bad start. Oh, that's bull jive right there. <laughs> off to a bad start. The Jets have a uh, full green helmet. Yes, they do now. And uh, just they says, have a stripe at one point? No, maybe at one point. Yeah, when they had the white helmet, yeah, they used is, to have a green oh, yeah. stripe yeah, going yeah, over this the top. Is, this is all bad. It's off to a bad <laughs> start so for Tony. Bad. He gets a quick bad. strike. That doesn't happen very no. often. Never happens. But last week kind of scares got, me. Last week he got a quick strike. And, oh, did I? Uh, he, yeah, you ended up winning comfortably. Okay. Comfortably. <laughs> Hopefully that's the same thing. All right, Tony, you're, I mean, uh, Scraby, this is a nice little opening for you. This really is. Uh, what would you like to do here? I'll just go with Would my, you like to get one correct? San Francisco 49ers with the their bang, red The Bang Bang Gang does have a stripe. The Bang Bang Gang. <laughs> they didn't? By the way, I got to say, Jesse Agler, when I called him, he had one of the best greetings to me in the entire bang, universe. Bang Bang Niner Gang? He didn't even say hello. He just said Bang Bang Niner Gang. <laughs> oh, so, oh, thank you, Jesse. Nice. That was a Amazing. That was very nice. So 49ers. Yeah, 49ers do have a stripe. It's red. They actually have red, white, red, if you're wondering, Scrape. But uh, a Where's stripe the white? Indeed. In the middle. You just can't see it. You don't even know your own team helmet. You don't even know your own team helmet. They have a. It's think. a red stripe, and in the middle, oh, yeah. a white stripe, well, yeah, and you then don't another see red it. one. Stop. No, I do. I you do don't. see it now. Oh, well, liars. you shouldn't be looking at helmets right now. I'm looking at not. helmets in the air. Oh. Be I have to visualize. I see. Well, anyway, you got it correct. Tony, after an inauspicious beginning, it's your turn. Now I'm scared that everybody changed their helmets. <laughs> um, the Raiders? The Raiders? Oh, good one. You're asking or telling? I'm telling. You're telling. Raiders do. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have a black stripe over the top of their I should have said, the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, you pronounce that really, really well. Uh, Raiders is correct. They do have a stripe uh, on the uh, helmet, so it's 1-1. Matt Scraby with an early lead, hmm. trying not to choke away a potential victory today. You know, I have, for some reason, always looked at this stripe on this helmet because on the back or on the bottom of the stripe, whatever. Scraby. the Dallas Cowboys still use those little stencil cut things to put their names on the back. You know those little stickers that you have to use the little machine where you... Never mind. No. Cowboys. Yeah, never mind. Cowboys is correct. <laughs> they have I don't know blue, what they're called. They have a blue, dark blue stripe, a white stripe in the middle. Yes. Oh, and I then can another see his old helmets right now. Blue stripe. Mm. So Cowboys is correct. Scraby takes a 2-1 lead. Tony is struggling oh, mightily. I just today. thought of one. Got one? Yes. Steelers. Steelers. Do they have they a stripe? Do. Don't play they around. Do. They do. Don't play around when you're losing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Do that when I'm winning. It. All right. Steelers do have a yellow stripe Oof. over the top of their helmet. So that is a correct and answer. And there's 17 of these bad boys? There's 13 left. Uh. 13 teams have stripes. Um, and uh, we're tied at two, mm. although Tony has a strike. So Scraby does have an advantage. Go ahead and get your strike, man. Well, I believe the... Go ahead and get yourself a strike. I I believe the New York Giants have a red stripe. New York Giants, red stripe. 
Scraby playing well right now. Chris might have been right about this. He's got a 3-2 lead. New York football giants. Correct answer. Scraby's three. Tony's two. And Tony Gwynn Jr. with a with a turn. Tony's really struggling here. <laughs> He's got a, If you're not on YouTube right now watching this, you need to be. He's Just really Google, thinking. I can't see his face. Just search 97 through the fan. He's got his hand over mm. his face. He's looking... In He's his trying to picture right all these now. helmets. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to miss one here. You Saints. Gonna... Saints. Ah, he says. Good one. Nope. I don't think it's happening. They go just... black, white, black. Saints do yeah, have one. So, New yeah. Orleans Saints. See, I'm, 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 my mind's playing tricks on me right now. Yeah. Well, that first incorrect answer—it's <laughs> got me spooked you a little bit. It's got me spooked. Got you spooked. Okay, Saints is correct. They do have a stripe. You guys are doing all right now. Three, three. It's Eleven answers remaining. Give it up. Scraby, you're about due for a Will the real Scraby swing please stand up? You know, I should know this because I just watched their game on Sunday, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% sure I'm going to say the Lions. You think the Lions have a stripe? I'm not sure. They have three uh, well, Honolulu okay. blue stripes that go over the top of their helmet. The interesting thing, the Lions uh, alternate helmet, the one that's blue, has nothing. That doesn't have it, a stripe. Yeah, you're right. But the, this was not... That is not uh, uh, what we're doing here. Yeah, we're going with the uh, team's main oh. helmet. That is correct, Scraby. Lions do have a stripe. Oh, uh, a couple of them. So you take a four-three lead. Tony Gwynn Jr. trying to stay in the hunt. How about the Browns? How about ah, the Browns? How just about that the one Browns? down. Browns is correct. Browns have no logo, as everybody knows, but they do have stripes going over the top. Uh, brown, white, brown in that uh, order. So. Yes. I have maybe a loophole. You have a loophole? Yes. If you think they have a stripe, then they were counted. All right? That's all I'm going to tell you. I still think I have a loophole. You might. We'll see, and I'll be the judge. I'm the sole judge and jury Am on I this gonna show. Am I going to get a strike on this yeah, one? Hey, you might. You, you got to risk it, buddy. I, I, All he I, said was it needed. Okay, explain. He what said stripe down, down the, the center the, of the thing. It's going to stripe over, going okay. over the top. All right. Okay. Going over okay. the top. Going over the top. Going over. That's what he said. That's what I said. Okay. Because uh, I want to name this one team, but I'm not going to do it yet. Don't name um, them yet. What about the Carolina Panthers? Panthers is uh, very close. They have two stripes. They don't go all the way to the back That's of the helmet, but they That's do qualify in this category. The Panthers thought they would be uh, kind of, you know, try to be different when they came into the NFL. <laughs> they put two stripes over their helmet, but they don't go all the way to the back of the helmet for whatever reason. But that is still a correct answer. So Scraby leads five to four, and uh, Tony is up. Tony Titans, mm, Tennessee Titans. I'm looking down the list. There they are. <sighs> Titans have a strike. They have a stripe. Tony does not have a strike. And you guys are doing pretty well now. You're starting to get into the uh, into the rhythm here. Five five. There are seven correct answers. Scraby, you're uh, still ahead because Tony has a strike. The Colts have a blue stripe. Indianapolis Colts, they do have a blue stripe. That is correct. Very good. Scraby goes up 6-5. 
There was some early drama. There was. In this game. Now that you guys are doing all right, there's no drama. Look at that face. For everybody who just jumped on YouTube, Tony is in deep thought right now. No, he, he does won. not he want does to not lose, like this to lose game. these. He does not like all to right, lose these. All right, the Chiefs these. are off the board. We both saw <laughs> we it. He's on TV. I'm glad you looked up there, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they Chiefs just showed a shot of Patrick Mahomes, and there's <laughs> no stripe. <laughs> so don't guess the Chiefs. Oh, that yes. doesn't help. Don't me guess the Chiefs. Um, Got to find somebody that has a stripe. Oh, oh! Do I see one? I don't know. We're going for it. Hmm. Dolphins. Dolphins have one. Ooh, they do. Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. They have like uh, aqua and orange, and they have a bunch of stripes going over the top. That is correct. Miami Dolphins stripe six six. Guys are uh, doing all right here. Five correct answers left. Starting to Come get down on, to the nitty gritty. Scraby uh, still you, does not have a, uh, a mistake yet. You got owe it. one here. I got it. Scraby, you always mess up about now. I got it. Uh oh. What's going on? I don't on? like your confidence. Bro. I don't either. What's happening? The over Packers. There? Packers have a stripe. Green, white, green. That is correct. Scraby is really rolling nicely. Not He's got friend. a seven-six lead. <laughs> Not my friend at all. Tony Gwynn Jr. needs to come up with one of the four remaining correct answers. So there's not many left. I'm circling the correct answers that are remaining here just so I can find them easier. Tony, you got to find one. It's getting tight now. Oh! Scraby leads 7 6. Uh. Four more football teams have stripes on their helmets going over the top there. Tony, as much time as you need, we can carry over to the next hour or beyond. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to go like tours no. on the Fantabulous Sports Game Show today? Yeah, probably not a good idea. Uh, Tony, still plenty of time to think it through. Oh, this is tough. Well, let's go with the, uh, the Bills. Buffalo Bills is correct. Oh, Tony survives. Oh, I didn't see. I A couldn't see guess. the top of their helmet. Oh. Yeah, blue, uh, blue, red, and or red, white, and red for the Buffalo Bills. They real, do have a stripe. And the real Scraby, please stand up. Man. We are tied at seven. Scraby still hasn't missed one. There's only three correct answers remaining. Three? That's it. <laughs> oh, good lord. There's only three teams left that have stripes on their helmets, according okay. to my authentic uh, collection at home. All right. Um, I think this might be the backwards version of the Panthers helmet, but the Broncos, do, don't they have an orange stripe that's thicker in the bottom and goes towards the front and gets skinnier? I don't know. Are you asking yeah, or is Broncos, that your guess? Broncos. Broncos is correct. Scraby has another one. He is. Scraby leads 8 7. He's, He's leaving, only one away from the He's leaving victory. me no Let's room. Go. No room for error today. There's only two correct answers left. The only way Tony can win the game is to come up with both of these. I'm not going to pull CJ Gardner Johnson and yell and say bye bye yet. Not yet. Don't do that because we've seen you mess up at this point so is in this the past. It? There's if two I, left. Tony's going to have to get this, them both. And then, yeah, you got to miss and then I got to get. Yeah. That's the only way for Tony to win right now is to get this correct. And then have you miss. All right. You got uh, two correct answers left. Teams that have stripes on the top of their helmets. There are 13 that don't. There are only two left that do. That is ridiculous. I know. <laughs> he said I apologize I, I for know. that. 
I know. Man. I apologize. Um, I did predict Scraby could win today. You, Will you, I be you, proven you, correct? We'll see. It's not sure over yet. I'm like forgetting. I, I can't even see it. <laughs> like my brain so is like fried at I'm this point. So hard. <laughs> my brain is fried. Uh, uh, let's go, Commanders. Commanders. Mm, I wasn't sure. White, yellow, white. Correct. Oh, oh man. Commanders do Come have on. a stripe over the top let's of their go. helmet. I need a miss, Scrape. It is eight to eight. There's one team left that has a stripe over the top right. of their helmet. I need the miss first. Scrape's got to have you miss. I got to I need the miss first, young man. Can Scraby come up with it and clinch victory? I don't know if he can. Still thinking. Still thinking. Okay. Hmm. It is a. It has come down to this. Can you out there think of the one team that has a stripe going over the top of their helmet that these guys haven't named yet? You guys have been amazing. You've only had one incorrect answer, and that was Tony's first guess. Since then, 16 for 16. Scraby can win the title. If not, he leaves the door open for Tony. I'm thinking... Can I have to guess somebody? The one okay. good thing you know is it's an NFL team. Yes. I, I think this is going to be a, a, a loophole, but I believe it counts because of the name of what is on the helmet. But I'm going to say the Bengals. They have the many Bengals. stripes. Yeah, but they don't count. Nope, that does count. It's a stripe. <laughs> it's a stripe. They don't have it's a stripe going from the front to the back of the helmet. It's a stripe. They have stripes going across. That is not a correct it's a, answer. This, it's this not even close. Asterisk forever. No, no asterisk. Bengals, no stripe. All right, so now we are tied at eight. Both of you have a strike. There's going to be three guesses left. Tony's got one. Scraby's got one. Then Tony'd have another. Mm. By that time, we'd have a winner one way or the other. We could have a winner right now if Tony gets the last team with a stripe on their helmet I'm, going from front to back. I'm going to say the Bears. The Bears. Mm-mm. The Chicago Bears. All blue. Do not have a strike. That's all right. So that is strike two for Tony Gwynn Jr. Scraby, another opportunity for you to win with time running out in this hour. The Fantabulous Sports Game Show Championship could be yours. Who are you going with? Oh, man. I don't even know. You don't? I don't even know. Don't even know. Um... Trying to think of teams here. Silence is not great for the radio. No, it's not. So I'll try I'm to do to some. I'll try to do teams. some play-by-play while you're thinking. Can but... we take it to the next hour? Uh, no, because you oh, got to take your second okay. guess. Oh man. Okay. We could give Tony to the next hour <laughs> for the last guess of the game. You know. <clears throat> <laughs> Scraby, come on, man. You can pull this out. You can win it. I don't think this team has a strike, but I'm questioning myself. The Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. They just played. I know. You think that you would know. I. I do they have a stripe? They have two. <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay. Sorry to everyone. I just broke their eardrums. <laughs> wow. As soon as he in, said in, it, I was like, they do. In case you're wondering, Scraby was the winner today. I don't know if you could tell. I want to thank everybody out there for All believing right. in me.
Chris is Chris versus the fans. Your chance to play trivia comes up next. 833-288-0973. Scraby gets the first win of the 2024 year. Probably the only one, but I'll take it. That was a good game. That was yeah. a good good uh good subject. Yes. Or good um category. Category. Nice job, Chris. Very good uh, very good job by you guys. And no, a bunch of dots. <laughs> does not constitute a stripe to everybody who thinks the Seahawks have a stripe. Yeah, no, that's not a, a stripe. stripe. Is a stripe. The Bengals definitely have a stripe. All right, right please. Not not vertical. They're all not horizontal. The way to, that's why I asked Chris the way to explain described. it yeah. in detail. But yeah. people are uh, people are uh, you know people like to get in on this. They do the Fantabulous Sports Game Show. Keep in mind, I am the uh, guy who makes the rules and all final decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and the Seahawks have a bunch of dots on their helmet going from the front to the back, and I didn't deem that as a stripe. Fair enough. Yes. Um, it, oh man, the Seahawks! I'm looking through the chat now to see all the ones that were suggested. Suggested, uh-huh. and man, Seahawks was a Seahawks very was a big suggestion. Yeah. Not a stripe. No stripe. It's called Chevron, apparently. Oh, that's not a stripe. It's Chevron. Good point, Tony. It's stripe. Next, next week we'll play which NFL teams have chevrons on their helmet, and then you guys will all be right out there. Four oh two on the clock. Uh, here's a chance for to qualify for a grand prize: two tickets to Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, April eleventh at Westgate Las Vegas Resort Casino. Get ready for an electrifying night of rock and roll as two iconic bands, Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, come together. To perform live on April 11th, again at Westgate International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. All right. Um, let's play some uh, Chris versus the fan, 833-288-0973. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy, do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know Jen for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. I believe we had a first-time player, not first-time player, but a first contestant winner yesterday. Yes, sweep, we did. I Wasn't it a sweep or was I that two days ago? We've had a couple of quick wins well, lately. Two days ago would be Sunday, so. You know what I mean. Night. Two games ago. <laughs> uh, the rules, you have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you are a first-time player, player, let us know before the first question. You get that one for free today. All right. Uh, let's get to our first contestant of the game. That would be Eric. Eric, welcome to the show. Eric is right there. First call of 2024. Hopefully you guys can hear me better this time. Oh, yeah. It's Eric with the faulty phone. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds I great, remember Eric. Eric with the faulty phone. You sound clear today, Eric. Yeah, it sounded pretty good. Hey, perfect. All right, here we go. First question. I can't stand you. What NFL team did Scraby just answer to win the Fantabulous <laughs> Game Show? Uh, the Ravens. Nice job, Eric. Nice job. Look at him over there. He's doing the whole thing with his fist. Congrats, Scraby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, he might be happier with that than the Niners win over the Lions. I don't know. I it's honestly close. think I should just go home right now. <laughs> they should be over, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go, Eric. Second question. Which Padres pitcher signed out of the KBO this offseason? 
now. That's terrible because I'm blanking on the name. Um, uh, yeah, I can't come up with the name. Stay there just in case. Hello. Suck. Go. Why did you say that so weird and creepy? Because I think he's got a weird name. Well, and I and I think he should change it sorry, to Sook. I really do. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I would care because the people in Philadelphia are going to be screaming when he uh, warms up in the bullpen he, and everywhere else. There's definitely some fodder for the name. For yeah. Sure. Well, Come I on. like what Jesse said. It's go time. It's go time. Well, that that'll it'll that be works fine perfectly for us. Yeah, it'll be good for us. All right. Uh, Let's go to our next contestant, Elwin. Welcome to the show, Elwin. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hi Elwin. Elwin. Good, good, good. First time player. First, first time, time player! player! That's what we were waiting for. Here we go. First question. Second Sounded question. like a full Which Michigan defensive end was drafted by the Lions in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft? Hutchinson. Very good. Nice job, well done, Ellen. Last names do count here. Yes, you're on to the title right here. Question number three. Yeah. Scraby is filling himself today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh oh. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant in 2022 NFL draft. What actual pick number was he? I saw this maybe 400 times on Sunday. That might be an exaggeration. Uh, 171. 171. If Chris knows this, this is incredible because Chris hates drafts. Told Chris us watched that. the game the other day, though. And you said it was shown how many times? I, I saw it on the pregame show three times. Three times. There were 261 players picked ahead of him. <laughs> so that'd make him 262. <sighs> I believe. You thought you had him. I did. But you Sorry, did. Owen. And there were 12 quarterbacks yes. picked ahead of him. Yes, there was. None of which has yet played in a Super Bowl. No. no. Little trivia for a, you to, trivia. to add to your Brock Purdy arguments. Now, gravy. Christian McCaffrey was selected before Patrick Mahomes. Do you guys blame the Panthers for selecting Christian McCaffrey? I don't. Over I don't, although Mahomes would have been a better pick as it turns out. Well, yeah. They had Cam Newton at the time, so. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Here we go. Next uh, question. Our next contestant. I like this guy's chances. Let's welcome Tony to the show. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hey, how's it going? It's Hi, going Tony. well, Tony. Here we go. First question. What is the name? <laughs> this feels like this should be a harder, a right, deeper question. Number two. All right, change questions. What city are the Padres opening their season in? Um, so, South Korea. Good enough. Nice job. Good nice enough job, for government Tony. work. Christ. Are they actually <laughs> playing <laughs> there in uh, in Seoul? Do yes. we know this for sure? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Speaking of the great Christian McCaffrey. What coach did he play under at Stanford? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. That would have been sweet. Hello for the steal. 
only other Stanford coach I can name is uh, Shaw. So I'm not sure. David Shaw. Sorry about that. Sorry, Tony. Tony. It's Ellos. Still got for, a great game. He's out for revenge. Still got a great name, it's, Tony. It's, it's Chris versus the fans <laughs> out for blood. <laughs> Welcome our next contestant, Bill. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Doing hey, well, my man. Here we go. First question. You can say hi to me, too, if you want, Bill. No, he's playing against you. Oh, he? okay, Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> sometimes sometimes it benefits the caller, too. Hey, Scraby. Hey, Scraby. Hey, there you go. Oh, he's just going to gather all you guys up here. Here yeah, we go. Right. First question. <laughs> what jeans company did the 49ers just agree to an extension with for the stadium naming rights? I don't know. Ooh. Doesn't know. You should have said Levi's Stadium, it. isn't it? Levi's. Sorry, yes. Bill. Well, we are down to another contestant. Nitty gritty. These questions are dwindling down. Sar. Sarah. Yeah, well, you didn't, I didn't get the, 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 the other <laughs> A. You're not seeing the A It just popped up. Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the show. I hope this is Sarah. Or somebody using Sarah's phone. Yes. Who, does anybody know? Hello. Hey, yeah, Sarah. Sarah. Sounds like a Sarah. There we go. Hi. All right, here we play? go, Sarah. First question. Okay. Ready. Where did Jim Harbaugh play college football? Michigan. Hey, very good, Sarah. Nice job. He was indeed a Wolverine. We moved very good. to question number two. Yeah. Nailed it. It's a tough one. What is the name of the March Madness theme song? Um, One Shining Moment? That nice. is correct. He's nailing it. Either she's really smart or she's got some very good helpers right there. And it's fine to have help. And that is okay. Here we go. Google. Question number three. As long as she's not Googling, she's, she's, she's good to go. There have been two quarterbacks to go undrafted but start in a Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Who are those quarterbacks? Please. <laughs> um... People better be... For the Super Bowl? Yes. Undrafted, but started oh in the boy, Super Bowl. that's tough. Um, uh, and their quarterback, you said? Indeed. Is it Kurt Warner and Jake Delhomme? Mm, it is indeed those two quarterbacks. Now, we have some... I know I'm going to get heat for this. Do what wanna... do you guys think? Hey, you know, I, think uh... I think you're out of questions, so you might as well just let Sarah win. It doesn't really matter that much. All right. It's not the end of the world. It's not. Nice job. Nice, nice job, Very job, nice, Sarah. Stay nice Hang on the line. Scraby will we'll get you here in a second. And uh, we're going to get it to break here. Yeah. When Jake DeLome to... was not drafted. I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah. Jake Might DeLong. have got Kurt Warner, the uh, the former uh, 
supermarket bagger from Iowa. <laughs> I didn't know where he was going with that. Yeah. He, he was the, the supermarket the bagger. Supermarket yeah. bagger. What was it? The Iowa. Oh, yeah, he played for Iowa in the Storm, uh, Storm, Barnstormers. The Barnstormers. Yeah, it was Arena League, right? Arena League, yeah. 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 That's right. All right, let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the other side. Here's some traffic. Hi, right, welcome back to uh, Gwen and Chris. Now, congrats to Sarah out there. We uh, spoke with her off the air. I questioned her. And we questioned her about her uh, usage of Google. She said she had her boyfriend there. She was uh, trying to relay the questions to him. Yes. And uh, he was relaying the answers back to her. Sounded like she had a pretty good trivia boyfriend there. I did ask for proof, and I I heard someone in the background. So, Well, uh, (laughs) it's the best we can do. And people are going crazy on the chat. Why should they? Because. Oh, so what? One of our rules is that you can't Google. Well, I understand that, but so what? That did sound like that that she was Googling. But but it could also sound like she was relaying a question to her. The problem is we have accused people of cheating in the past a lot quicker than we accused her of cheating. Well, here's the reason why. We've accused in the past and been wrong. So you're a little hesitant to go back out on that limb again when you've been wrong before. It's not like this is the last time we're going to play the game. We play it every day. Get over it. Out there, uh, no. I we say. have to See, hold this Scraby game wants high to hold the line here. Oh, whatever. Scrape. Okay, I'm not saying that she cheated, but I'm saying that you we are should insinuating. Have, I'm no. What I'm saying is that we should have. Well, you've got her address. She had to get her address there. Drive over to her house and I'm not going to shake do her down after the show. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do shake that. Shake her down. I'll do the, I, I'll no. do the Scraby Chronicles. You can run over there <laughs> to Sarah's no, house. No, I'm definitely not going to do that. Make sure her boyfriend. Make sure her boyfriend is legit. No, this is how you go to jail, Chris. <laughs> God. People take everything so seriously out there. I can't believe anybody pulls their car straight in and doesn't back in. Well, that is a What's legit. with you idiots that, out there? You know what? I'm going to go yes. My People daily are still gripe talking right about now? that two hours later. My daily gripe right now? I'm putting it in. Go ahead. Reverse People Parkers. who back into their spots. Hey. Well, You're just a Wasn't hater. my intention when that all started. I have a, uh, I have a bit of advice for your friend... Scraby, Jake Moody. Oh, okay. I have a little advice for your Niners friend Jake kicker? Moody. He oh, is the yes. he is the kicker for the 49ers. I pass this along ahead of Super Bowl 58. If he's thinking of trying to mess up Patrick Mahomes' mojo, probably not a good idea. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes said today that he was sure Justin Tucker of the Ravens was trying to, quote, get under our skin by interfering with his routine 100% he was. before the game. Mahomes says he's been doing the same warm-up routine his entire career. There's only three times where the kicker hasn't moved out of the way. All three times it was in Baltimore. <laughs> this time he, they were adamant this, about moving it. That's this why. time Justin Tucker and the Ravens paid the ultimate price. He How did that, that to get under our skin. I mean, don't give Mahomes any more ammunition, please. Not a good idea. That, uh, I'm watching the video again. Now it makes sense why they went at it the way they did. Yep. This was a clear thing that they had thought about prior to. Like, oh, you know what? He, he hasn't moved the last three times. 
That's right. I, it is, I gotta say, it's a little ridiculous of Justin Tucker to set it's, up it's now, not, where they I, It's so I, insignificant, but it's giving Patrick Mahomes just another little piece. Justin Tucker looks so annoying when Patrick Mahomes picks up his little He's like picking grinning. stand and throws it. <laughs> Listen, I, I think from what I read, it's not just Justin Tucker. Kickers across the league will do this type of thing to elicit that type of response to to try to get underneath the skin or bother, and uh, this one worked the yeah. the opposite way. Got a really good idea for all the 49ers fans to run down and try to mess up Patrick Mahomes' pregame routine. I think it'll serve That'll you well. Guarantee victory for the Chiefs, as if uh, that may not already be. It is interesting. I saw on Sports Center last night your guy uh, Scott Van Pelt was saying much what you were saying, Scraby. About. about the odds for this game. Oh. The Chiefs are the better organization in terms of what they've done in recent years. They're defending champions. They've looked far superior in their playoff games than the Niners have. And he said the Chiefs ought to be favored. Like he didn't get it. Why? I'm with him. The notion out there is that the 49ers are better. The Niners went from a one and a half point favorite yesterday. Today they are a two-point favorite, which tells me more people are betting on the Niners. Mm. Went up. I don't like That's this. Right. I don't like this. This. Well, I don't like this. I just say the same thing. I mean, if you want to bet a million dollars on the 49ers, do so at your own peril. I, I just would not bet against this Mahomes. You could win. Anybody can win. It's a football game. But putting money down against Patrick Mahomes – doesn't seem like a good idea to me. It seems like a horrible idea. That is tough. Picking uh, against them, as you said yesterday, yeah, fine. Have pick. at it. Yeah, pick the game. Have fun. Root for the lo- Niners. You're going to lose they're, some dollars, They're going to have though? a shot to win, but you're going to actually bet money on it. Uh, here's one more thing on the National Football League, and this isn't going to surprise anybody. The first three weekends of the postseason averaged 38.5 million viewers. Mm. That is a 9% increase over last year. Wow. It just keeps going up and up and up and higher and higher. 64 million were engaged during the fourth quarter of the Chiefs-Ravens game. The most watched non-Super Bowl since the Winter Olympics 30 years ago. On Fox, the 49ers-Lions game averaged $57 million. Dang. It peaked at $59 million during the fourth quarter. That's an 11% jump over last year. I mean, as long as this keeps happening, the networks are going to keep paying exorbitant money. Yep. The advertising will be a million or whatever it is, the $3 million for a spot in the Super Bowl. But see, this is where this is why we're going to ultimately lose people because they're going to put this. I, but what are we going to tell everybody? Don't watch the game. No, here, everyone's going to watch. Here's the other thing, though. I mean, that still, in some ways, could be a feather in the cap to some of these ca- the cable networks in some ways, right? Because right, they got to fight to keep they, this. this. Is this is their gold? This is their golden goose. They don't right. have the way TV is moving outside of live sports. It's almost they don't need cable anymore because they can just they can stream everything. But live sports is still the thing that is keeping the cable companies 
Man, I'm going to cheer for you cable people (laughs) for as long as I'm alive. You've got to keep these games so that I can watch on the DVR and fast forward through commercials and injury timeouts. When do you think that we're going to get an in-game interview with a player like baseball has done? I feel like that's going to come at some point. I think point. that's dangerous with football. Well, yeah, having a safety. <laughs> you better have you better have it on a delay. <laughs> oh, that is very true. But I mean, did you see what that too. did to me in that play? Did you guys hear uh George Kittle, he seems like a big little kid. He was going around. Remember that meme that was that kid in high school who was like, I'm not going to lie, we had, they had us in the first half. You remember that, Tony? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. George Kittle, apparently, after the game, went around to everyone saying that. Did you say something good up there? Uh, I said it has in the first half, not going to lie. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. But, and here we are now. I called that. I called that in the second quarter. I said, I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm going to be able to say this to the entire world. called it. And then we did it. I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm going to say, hey, they had us in the first half. Not a lot. He literally <laughs> tells everybody a hundred times. I think it's hilarious. But He also took a moment to look up at the uh, drone camera during the fourth he quarter during a break. I he thought that was that. funny. He waved at the uh, home audience. George Kittle. Have you seen his uh, – okay. we were. I was talking about his – this is a dorky thing to talk about, but his marketability. Do you guys think that George Kittle is a marketable – tight end because he's only in like the little caesars commercials uh no but if they win a super bowl you don't think that he's you know why i don't why because he didn't catch the ball enough that's a good point i think if he was i think he would be perfect if he was catching balls even close to kelsey it's not even kelsey just a top tier tight end i mean he he's really good at his job which is and he can pass catch if they ask him to but they use him as a blocker and occasional pass. He's also catcher. a good blocker. They He's showed a, a great isolation of him bearing a great couple of guys blocker. the other day. Aiden Hutchinson was one of them. Um, who yes, do we he want? Did bury Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, and he loved it too. maybe once. <laughs> it, who do we want to see do commercials for a year? Do we want another year of Mahomes and Kelsey, or would we rather that be replaced by what McCaffrey and Deba? I don't know who's the Forty Nine er commercial. See, I can see McCaffrey doing it, but. He's kind of dry. They, they, they got a bunch of dry personalities. I do. Brock Purdy's really dry. Yeah, I don't see a lot of fun for the 49ers. I say George Kittle's pretty much the only George old Kittle old might, he is Scraby the, might be right. They might have to go to George Kittle. Trent Williams, maybe. Trent, oh, Fred yeah. Warner is, is ah, decent. I can yeah. see that. Trent, Trent Williams will do the chunky soup commercial. <laughs> I could see that. Trent Williams doing a chunky soup commercial would be great. <laughs> that seems like a gimme. It'll, him just it'll soften him up a little bit. It will. It, it will soften him up. We get to see his moms and all that. I don't necessarily need to see. I don't think the Niners two things at once. I don't think the Niners have a very good. I'll tell you one thing. I'll take take a commercial with Andy Reid walking his fingers across the table to steal Patrick Mahomes' French fries (laughs) over stone-faced Kyle Shanahan. Just dry as all get up. Yeah, you know Patrick (laughs) Mahomes when he started his commercials, he was he was kind of dry too. He has grown into his acting chops. Even though he might have been dry, he was always fun. Like you don't, there's nothing fun about. But I think it would be funny if they did it with Kyle Shanahan. I guess you could use some dry. Yeah, I guess you could do that because Andy Reid. Is actually pretty hilarious in those commercials. He is. When, yes. he do, he, when he does the give me some. I of those mean, but nuts. he also is a type of dude that makes fun of himself at the press conference. You yes. know what I'm saying? So well, like, he says after the game, right. first thing I'm going to do is go have a big cheeseburger. <laughs> he's, he's not afraid to. He doesn't take himself 
so seriously. And I'm not saying that Kyle Shanahan does, but... It looks like Kyle it, Shanahan <laughs> takes himself pretty seriously. He he really I, does look like that. I don't that. know that I I've to say, ever seen him smile until Sunday night when they were He did the walk out and give Brock Purdy a high five or a hug at the end of that game. Yeah, because that was not the look he had early at Brock Purdy after he not. did that. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler has the line of Andy Reid in that commercial. Explain to me again with those nuggies. <laughs> and he walks his little fingers over to yeah. him. Well, his good. best line is, who are the chefs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the Snickers commercial. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Who is in charge of today's Big Five? Well, Scraby. Oh. Since you must know. Um, what's he got in store when we return? Ooh. We'll find out. Oh, I thought you were coming to me. Never mind. 2024 Pro Bowl games are this Sunday. And you can hear them right here on 97. What time, Tony? Can't miss that. I was about to tell you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> So I'm excited I can't hold You kind of scared me there. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, Sunday, you can hear it right here on 97.3 The Fan and the Odyssey app starting at noon. Live from Orlando. How are they going to uh, Are they gonna actually have play-by-play of the flag football game? I, I don't know. Oh, how is it going to be played? Yeah, right. How are yeah. they going to carry this on the radio, I, I wonder? I was thinking about that, too. Like, it's... Flag football is not quite the most what other What other thing. things do they do? Weightlifting and stuff? I no, mean, they do those, like, um, challenges. They got flag like, football, right? Yeah, I can't remember what the challenges were. It was, like, throwing. Um, it, it It's dumb, basically. It's stupid. It sounds got. like it's going to be interesting radio. Yes. Um, I would tune in Sunday dumb. out there if I were it's you. It's dumb. You're going to tune in, you said? I said I would turn in, tune in out there if I was you. I didn't say I'd be tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> Suggesting that the listeners tune in. Like, come on. Just get rid of the Pro Bowl already. Scraby, how good is your Big Five today? I think it's solid. The Pro Bowl really is stupid. Amon Ross St. Brown did not make it, but he's first team all pro. Yeah. Like, make there's it, something make it just sense. way off base with that. What they say? The, ma- the math isn't mathing? Exactly. <laughs> right. It's My not head. adding up. No. Every time. All right, uh, Scrab, you ready? Yep. Big five on the way. Here's some traffic. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one. The only. Oh, my God. Who the hell Cash. The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. This is going to be really random, guys, but do you like baloney? B-O-L-O-N-G-N-A? Uh, no. Oh. I mean, I've I did had when I was like, I did when I was seven. Yeah. When I was younger, you could... I think everybody I did when they were seven. I found some creative ways to, to get the baloney where, where I could... It was... It was tasty. In college. Including frying it. My bologna had a first name. It was O-S-C-A-R. My bologna had had a second second name. It was M-A-Y-E-R. I know. I know. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I bring that up to say bologna, according to the internet, is just hot dog pancakes, everybody. So I can, I can, I can jive. That jives. I can jive that right there. I can dig that. That's random. Yeah, I told you. (laughs) Number five. Need a few Um, layers to make it an actual hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I never liked too yeah. when I was little was the pimento <laughs> loaf. Like oh, I always saw the pimento loaf and I, it grossed me out. So. Disgusting pimento right. loaf. Loaf, so, just the word loaf. Loaf I think is, is a weird enough. word. You're yeah. right. 
Over the weekend, audio emerged of Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney supposedly claiming that he is actually not injured. Now, they did not have him dressed for the AFC Championship. And in the first two days since we've seen this, no one has actually come out and said it's not him. Head coach Andy Reid was asked about it, and he said he is practicing this week, and they'll see about him as they get closer to the Super Bowl. But here is a tiny bit of what he said, and he said a lot of stuff. But I had to How are you going to play him? I bleeped it out. It's, it's, I thought it was just one long bleep. I'm he's thinking gonna, about 45 seconds and putting it into 13 because it's so crazy. Here it is. Man, that shit cap. I'm not hurt. None of that <laughs> Say that <laughs> Seems like you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah, that was... I. I you guys heard It sounded listen. like I almost heard swear words in there anyway. <laughs> That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard me listening, bleeping I it earlier. I don't too. think he was telling the person. Shh. <laughs> no. Scrape, we no. missed the first one out the game. I did. I really did. The stream probably heard that. I don't know how many of you heard that, but anyway, I can play the rest of it. Are you I, sure? I think don't. So. Don't. None of that See, bleeped. None of that. Say that. It go from hip to ankle to this to that. To what? What up? I'm in a body cast right now, huh? At this point, huh? I'm in a body cast right now. <laughs> sounds like he's—he he's, sounds like he's not happy with the diagnosis. Yeah, he wants to play apparently, but we all know that he's had some issues with you know staying on the field during his career. Tony, what do you think is actually going on here? I think he's a dude that is uh, lacking confidence right now, and that if he is probably banged up, I would probably guess not as banged up as. To where he needs to miss a game. I think Kansas City, in, in some sense, is doing him a favor by saying he's injured because otherwise they would just be saying healthy scratch. You know? That's not that's not good. No. That's worse. I, I, I think they're giving know, him an excuse. They're, they're giving him an excuse so that he doesn't have to look bad, but clearly he didn't want that. He wanted to be on the field. And you know, practicing this week, we'll see if that. You know, if he's in there for the you know the biggest game of the year, but I I understand his frustration, but I understand why the Chiefs did it. Yeah, Chris, what do you think is going on here? Really, I don't know what's going on here. What I do know is that if Kadarius Tony didn't stand offside, the Chiefs would have beat the Bills. Therefore, the Dolphins would have won the division championship. <laughs> Therefore, my life might have begun a whole different route in December. So this is Kadarius Tony's fault. That's right. I mean, I, I mean, the Dolphins would have lost to the Chiefs eventually somewhere down the road, but yes. it might have changed everything. Yeah, I, I agree with Tony. I just don't think he's good enough to play right now. I don't think you can count on this guy. And rather than say he was a healthy scratch, they tried to give him an excuse. He didn't even know, not even savvy enough to figure that out. Or maybe he's just, like, trying to fight back against the narrative. He's not, not, this will, but he's won't not this a hurt him player. for getting a job in the future? Not necessarily. We see guys do a whole true. lot worse that true, have true. nothing to do with football. True, true. Get jobs. True, true. Number four. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson will not be a head coach next year, as he told the Seahawks and Commanders he wanted to try for one more Super Bowl run with the Lions. Eminem just tweeted out once he found out that he's no longer doing a Ben Johnson diss track. <laughs> diss track, I saw that. <laughs> John, oh, he was going to diss him? <laughs> I think, it was I think he was joking, oh. but... He said, now I don't have to do it. Because of all you're... people, I would take that as a threat, but Eminem, I would take oh, that as a, reality. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he could come up with a 
He could make you look bad. Very That's easy. a compliment. Right. right. Johnson's asking price, according to ESPN, scared off some teams that were searching for a new head coach. Previously, NFL insider Josina, Josina Anderson reported that some NFL owners were told his asking price would be at least uh, or around $15 million a year, which automatically makes him one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL. Johnson's agent has disputed this report, after all. Uh, Chris, is this about making another run with the Lions or about the state of the other two teams? Mm, what, that they wouldn't take $15 million, They wouldn't pay him $15 million? No, what I'm saying is, is that he sees those other two teams as dead ends for him. Just bad spots to yeah. go? because... Sometimes you lose out it's, on coaching. It, it can again. be very much like being drafted to a, a, a really That's bad true. team. I mean, you know? if you do bad, you may never get another yeah, chance. Right? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say Ben Johnson is thinking that his situation is better to sit in Detroit another year and then take his chances next year. Because I'm going to go with that. Owner. The Commanders were the team that was flying there. Yeah, Seattle isn't a bad organization. It's not the same though since Paul Allen right. died. They don't have, you know, endless support there. No. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with your theory All right. for what, a change. What do you think, Tony? I, I always am a little suspicious when numbers come out on a day like what happened today where a team was flying someplace, they get word mid-flight that said, said coach doesn't want to come. And all of a sudden, it's we're leaked out that it's 15 mil was the number he's he's looking for. Yes, right. To my, I, try I, to make them look, look like bad, they're right? okay. Okay, so, you know, I, I just uh, I'm a, my antennas go up, but I think this is more about trying to get Detroit Lions back into a spot where they have another chance at this again. Because he's, in all likelihood, if Detroit has another good season next year, he's going to be just as sought after, if not even more. Side yeah. after, so and he may have his pick of the litter. Yeah, as much be, much better options than maybe the Seahawks right. and uh, the Commanders. I mean, think about it. Let's say the Steelers have another year the way they did. That organization could be something that opens up. It's hard to imagine Mike Tomlin not being here, but he's basically at this point going into as a lame duck. Right, yeah. this is the final year of his contract, which we know. Coaches at every in every sport don't like to be in this position, but it seems like the Steelers are like, all right, prove it. I'm just giving you an example yeah. of one team that's out there. Yeah. By the way, a couple of defensive coordinator notes today I saw. Dolphins, Rams, both interested in Brandon Staley. Uh-oh. First of all, go back to the Rams. That's weird. That's Second totally of all, weird. I know he did a good job when he had the Rams that one Super Bowl year. I just don't want his bad mojo touching the Dolphins. Well, the good thing Sorry, is I, that I, I'm not into it. He won't be able to force fourth down conversions on you. He'll, <laughs> he'll have to be on only on the other side. No saying He'll be that. upstairs. If Mike! <laughs> is this on? McDaniel, hey. go for it. Go for it. Go fourth for it. Fourth and 20. Let's go. <laughs> You won't have that. Yeah. You know, when I was in Los Angeles, stop right there. I don't need anything <laughs> after that. Right. Like, uh, wait, which time when you yeah. were in Los oh, Angeles? Yeah. Which one? Which one? All right. So we'll see. Number three. The chat is freaking out about the Orioles being sold. We'll talk about that at five. Um, not sure why it's very Why important. do they care? I don't know. But the Orioles have been sold, everybody. Uh, on his podcast, Let's Go with Tom Brady. 
That's what it's called. Criticized he Tom Brady criticized Dan Campbell and the Lions for not trying f- uh, for field goals instead of going for it on fourth down. He also said he didn't understand why the Lions ran the ball on the goal line with under two minutes to go. I can't wait to see what Tom Brady will bring to the Fox Sports booth because he is being a little spicy as of late. Tony, what specifically can Tom Brady bring that you are looking forward to? I uh, All he has to do is just give me some of that brilliant knowledge that he has in his head. That's all really he has to do. I don't need him to do anything else but just when there's a play that you see happening before it happens, just lay it out for us. Make us better as watchers. Yes. That's it. Teach me something. Right. I, I think know he's, he, Kevin he's, Burkhart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Kevin I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I don't know, Kev. <laughs> I'm not sure what his personality will be like. Like I got, you got a good lay of the land of what Greg Olson's like, what Tony Romo's like. I'm having a hard time, kind of picturing what Tom Brady's going to be like, and I guess that's part of the intrigue. All right, uh, what do you think, Chris? What are you specifically? Yeah, I'm going to need some of that. I want some of the insight into what made him such a great winner. Yeah, and how you know he can hopefully get into some people's heads and try to get you know think. Find what makes, like what makes Tua Tonga-Vailoa choke in the fourth quarter every time, oh, and what makes Patrick Mahomes get it done in the fourth quarter every time. I know that's mean. Strong to quite strong. Yeah, still, I'm still, I'm still bitter. Can you tell? <laughs> like a month later. No, I, that kind of thing though is going to be difficult for him to say because he's going to put himself out there though. Like if he says, I mean, just we'll use Tua. As an example, I mean, if he says, you know, Tua's never going to get it done because he just doesn't have with the moxie in the fourth quarter, I'd love to hear that from a broadcaster if they felt it. I don't think Tom Brady would go there, though. I don't know. I, don't know. I like go. Greg Olson. I, I'm uh, I'm not really excited about Brady right now. Greg Olson's going to be. I kind of I'm kind of with you right there because as he, we know what Greg Olson's bringing to the table, and, I and he's it. good. Yeah. Number two. CBS Sports ranked the 12 losing playoff teams in order from most likely to win a title next year to least likely to win a title. And the least likely team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The most likely team to win the title, according to CBS Sports, would be the Ravens, then the Bills, then the Eagles, and the Lions. Chris, which team do you think is most likely to win it all next year? Packers. I'll just give you another team. I don't know. Their their list is pretty good. But I, I think the Ravens missed a big chance, and I think the Lions missed a big chance. And I think Buffalo is forever going to be chasing Patrick Mahomes. So I don't feel bad about my answer of Green Bay. Jordan Love won me over in those playoffs. Did he? Wow. There's my answer. What do you think, Tony? I think the answer is Lamar Jackson. Go with him. He's going to prove it. I I mean, he's really the only one that – no, I take that back. Him and Josh Allen will be the only two quarterbacks of that stature that are coming in with that hanging over him. And that – Oftentimes, in you know, in sports, leads to some of their better performances. As good as he was this year, I can see him not winning an MVP, but every, but all of a sudden honing in on some of those things that were just a hair bit off in the big game, and that's a difference maker. Either one of those two, I think you could go with. All right, number one. 
I've been reading every single Super Bowl preview article out there, and one was about making early predictions for the Super Bowl. One was that the Chiefs win and Mahomes wins MVP, which really isn't a stretch to say. But one that I thought was interesting is that Travis Kelsey, they think it's gonna, he's going to be playing his last game in the Super Bowl. We talked about it yesterday, and it may make sense like after being... Like he's retiring? Yeah. Like, it may make sense after being top three best tight ends of all time. He has some postseason records. Tony, do you think Travis Kelsey will be playing his last game? No. That dude's got so much left in the tank. If if what he's showing in the playoffs is, is what we've become accustomed to, this dude's got plenty of time. Even if he... By the way, coast through a year in which he had, like, what, 900 yards, which is... Seemed like he stunk this year, but it doesn't seem like that anymore. No. I mean, it wasn't uh, the Travis Kelsey year we expect to have during regular season, but certainly postseason has been same old, same old. So, no, I don't think he's retiring. Why would he get off this boat right now when he's got the best quarterback at no least, team's ever at least won on no, his way to the goat path. Look, no team's ever won three straight Super Bowls, and if they get the second one, I can't see him saying, saying ah, "I'm good." Now I'm good there. I mean, he might as well go for something that's never been done. So I, I don't think so either. That's my answer. So. No, right. and plus, how am I going to keep up on Taylor? So he's got to he's got to keep playing. I mean, I, I can tell you how you can go follow her on Instagram. You can go follow her on X. Yeah. You can go follow her that way. Pretty unlikely I'll do any of those things, but I will watch Chiefs football games next year, so that'll keep me up to date. Okay, well, that's it for the Big Five, guys. All right, very good. Well done there, sir. Oh, very nicely thank done you. by you, Scrape. Thank you. Do you guys hear that the Orioles? Got sold. I'm fighting I guess with I didn't chat over here. I heard that there's it's a kind of a hot topic in the chat. Why? God forbid the what chat is it, says. What does it matter? I don't know. I don't know why I'm fighting with the chat today. <laughs> He's fighting with I everybody. Think I, I think I didn't take my anti-anxiety medication this morning, so maybe that's why. You know? I don't I, I don't really I mean so name the people that it was sold to. Like, I mean, is it anybody uh, we know or care about? Rubenstein. Perfect. Let me let me just make sure. How is, this gonna cha- how is this going to change the landscape of Major League Baseball? I'm not sure. And the Orioles already had a good team. Well, I do know we did talk about it last year that they were thinking about selling, but it's David Rubenstein and Mike Oregetti. Oh, well, then, now I can understand why people are up in arms about yeah. it. Yeah. Makes sense. Who are these people other than rich, rich people? I don't know who they are. Let me look it up. David Rubenstein. Well, what are people saying on the chat that is, you know, driving the uh, conversation here? Well, it's pro- partially me going back and forth. So, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Well, I, I I didn't know that we needed to do a breaking news sounder for the Orioles. Well, you've probably got everybody confused because we've been doing breaking sounders for the Twins over the if last. The Twins oh, were sold. Oh, if I the mean, Twins I, were sold, you would have jumped people in. People are confused. Scrape. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The <laughs> Twins would have been sold. You'd have been on it. All right. <laughs> Well, Five o'clock hour happy hour on the way. Will it be an upsetting night in college basketball? A couple of games are very tight at this hour. Welcome into uh, Gwen and Chris. The happy hour, as it were. 501 is the time. Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby. Aztecs about an hour away from tipping things off in Fort Collins. They'll take on Colorado State tonight. That is a matchup of unranked teams, believe it or not. The uh, Aztecs still sitting just outside the top 25, despite their sparkling resume. Colorado State has dropped four of its last six, so they, too, have fallen out of the rankings. Big matchup tonight in the Mountain West. Uh, meanwhile, North Carolina ranked third in the nation, undefeated in the ACC. 
But we talked about this earlier. They're playing on the road tonight at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's under 500, but halftime tied 37 37. Also, second half potential upset here. South Carolina leads at number five, Tennessee, 48 44. Speaking of Tennessee, and this is not basketball, but I saw just a quick note. If I was a joke writer, I would. Uh, I would uh, submit this one. Tennessee football is under investigation, Tony. No. Once again, I guess they've already been under investigation, but it's their second time. They're under under investigation, and apparently the reason they're under investigation is because they have broken NIL rules. The joke I would write is, what... NIL rules. <laughs> hey, yeah, now. See, it's not great. That's, I, that's why I'm not <laughs> a joke not writer. not great. My point is there are no NIL rules that I know of. How can you break rules when there aren't yeah, any? Yeah, no, that is that is the thing that I find kind of funny. And yeah. this is why They're the like NCAA, well, because you waited till NIL was here, and then you decided to put some rules in thereafter. And now it seems like since the rules have been put in, there's been a couple of these popping up that there's been some rules broken. Okay. And it just feels like, you know, this should have been done before they they actually started the NIL process. Put some rules in place at that time? Right. Yeah. Because now you're playing catch-up, which it does seem like the college NCAA is always doing. I mean, hey, you are breaking NIL rules. And I would say back, what are they? (laughs) Right. What does that look like? Tell me, tell me where they are. I mean, you got players around the country, from what I can gather, getting cars, Rolls Royces. And Dion's kid have a Rolls Royce. I don't think he earned that with his own money. I doubt it. And I am. So, and I'm not holding it against him. If right. that's the the thing, you can get a Rolls Royce. Then you can have one, right? Good. And that's the thing that I'm interested. So, what did Tennessee exactly. could they have possibly done that's that's more egregious than that? How once you start seeing Rolls Royces, and again, not to say that Shador has done anything wrong at all because he no. clearly hasn't at this point. No. Um, what What does that look like? What is breaking the rule? Look that's like? what I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe it'll give us some some clue to this. The investigation was first reported by Sports Illustrated. I thought they were out of business. <laughs> maybe maybe so, we should hold maybe we should hold up then. This whole this whole story is flawed <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, Scraby will have much more on this in the Scraby Chronicles. I'm I don't sure. understand it. Starting at six o'clock, I'm not going to do that. Here's something Scraby will not have something on, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my you know, foot my toe into murky waters oh, okay. here. Oh. <laughs> I stick my toe into murky waters. If you guys want to get all upset out there, if you're that type, go ahead. Where are we going? Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> well, leave Taylor Swift alone. Oh, okay. That's it. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, Taylor's, you know, going to see her... Her, her uh, man. Her man play football. Everybody's upset. Uh, but apparently, what I did not know is that the MAGA... Is that right? M-A-G-A, Make America Great yes. Again? Yes. The MAGA backlash is apparently getting ugly against Taylor Swift. They That, whoever MAGA is, wants her to stick to singing. 
Oh, well, what is she not doing? I mean, she is. She's singing. She's not doing anything else that would, should bother you. But the New York Times reported that the Biden campaign is courting her for a to help with his presidential campaign. Ugh. So the MAGA people are conspiracying that she's only on TV and the Chiefs are only winning so that she'll have a bigger platform to promote Biden. Ah. I ah. mean, you people have got to come up with something better to do with your lives. <laughs> you're not buying even, that. Even Scraby thinks that one's ridiculous. You're not, you're not. I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. The NFL's the NFL has been working with the Democratic Party to make sure that the Chiefs win so that Taylor well, Swift that, can is, jump out in front of everybody and go vote for Biden. Is that what is is that how it's supposed to play out? That's how apparently it's supposed to play out. I according scraby? to the according to the MAGA. Wait, wait do you people. have a sounder like you do for now we're going to our resident, resident referee? <laughs> our resident conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Do we, we need one of those. Yeah, um, we need it's one of those. actually not a crazy theory, I don't think. Oh, but please. it is not one it's that not I crazy? Oh, you you don't subscribe I'm not to this one thinking this one's true but I mean she could yell into the microphone vote Biden if she or does, something like I, that and she would have every right to if she supports him but as would somebody who supports the other side be able to run in and go vote for what I'm is not that, saying what it. is that news channel I think it's OAN yeah, one, one American news is that I think so. okay? So I saw a this clip. is waiting in areas that uh, we I know. I told you my just toe wanna, is getting wanna, a little. Wanna, my toe is getting cold. This feels right like now. a full leg now. Well, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a toe anymore. Well, OAN, I saw an interview rolling around like earlier of them taking this very seriously. And I, I again, I am a conspiracy theorist. Yes, I, we I, know. We I know. believe that anything can happen, but I don't know that the NFL has control over Travis Kelsey's dating life. Yeah. That's uh, that's. I'm not sure, but they, would they take the press? Of course. Well, clearly they'll well, take sure. the press. They have the camera on her every every time they get a chance, you know, and they know every time they do it, more people tune in. You're right. So yeah, it is that. You know, Taylor Swift didn't ask for this. No, no, Taylor. You know, just was. But she's to, not looking, trying to be looking Taylor. for a significant other. She's not. She might the, have even been looking for a significant other. She might have just stumbled upon him, <laughs> landed upon right. her, landed upon Travis Kelsey. I mean, how did they even meet? Have you guys heard that story? No, I haven't. I, I thought, one day we're going to get a chance to hopefully. Get a I chance thought. To hear it. I honestly thought, and maybe I'm mistaken. Wouldn't be the first time, not even in this segment, that I'm mistaken. I thought he went on his podcast with Jason That's and said, right. that, you know, well, I would love to meet Taylor Swift. It's happened? like I, one of my big goals in life. That definitely happened. I thought that now, happened. He could did, be he could be playing us and already had put those feelers out there and knew it was happening and so it looks like right. he used his podcast to get reel her in. Yeah. And we don't know though. Hopefully hey, one day for him. I would love to hear that story. Scrooge. I would, yeah, I, I would think it would be very hard to gain the attention of Taylor Swift. Is, is it possible just for two people to like each other and there be like nothing else to it? <laughs> With my background, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> there's, there's got to be there's some, always something. There's got to be some deeper, always deeper something. meaning, huh? Deeper, deeper meaning about how they're going to screw me over. All right, let's move on. Tony Gwynn Jr. made a mistake. He did not change the channel. Thus, the Hawks Lakers is game that why is this is happening right now? Oh, it's on oh. behind your head. Oh my lord! I was wondering why I was, we was losing by ten points. Yep. Hawks are up on the Lakers, actually 39-33 right now, second quarter. We didn't turn this Um, immediately. Later on, on, Joel Embiid is now being listed as questionable for tonight's game for the Sixers against the Warriors. Uh, I would imagine if he doesn't play, we get our money back on daily gambit wager. Because we all had Embiid going over 37.5 points tonight. Yeah, he definitely can't do that if he's... uh... If he doesn't play, I think we, we should get our... Get our wager back. Tony's actually changing the channel off the Laker game, hoping that that will help their cause. Uh, Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology is out. And the Aztecs, you know, it's interesting to me. I haven't heard. I heard Joe Lenardi was going to be on with us, Scott Van Pelt, last night, but I didn't stay around to, to see the interview. I would really, I don't, can we get him on? Is that even a possibility? I, yes. I mean, I I'm tried. curious because. I would like he keeps moving the Aztecs up. He's got them like, as a five seed yeah. now. He had them as a six seed last week. He is obviously enamored with them. He is pretty, you know, involved in this whole thing. He's pretty spot on too. He's mostly. pretty good at this. Utah State's a six. Colorado State, New Mexico are both seven seeds right now. But I'm just curious what he thinks of the AP rankings that continue. To overlook the Mountain West Conference as badly as they do, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be nice to hear what he I'd thinks. Be curious, is there. Yeah, yeah, what his his thought on that is because, I mean, he clearly thinks San Diego State, Utah State, CSU, New Mexico are all ranked teams. They should be, but they're not. Uh, <laughs> Boise State would be the fifth Mountain West Conference team in the tournament if Lenardi were to have his way. So, I hope that ends up happening. And this year. Last year, my target in the tournament was Alabama, right? I wanted. Who, who's Al- your target this year? Oh, I want Zach Eady. I want Zach. Oh, Purdue? Oh, yeah. You don't want I to mean, face the best team. Why well, not? Alabama Fairly was one Dickinson of the best could be. Yeah, Bama was number one overall seed. I mean, Fairly Dickinson beat Purdue last year. You tell me Jaden Ledee can't bump that big guy out of the way a little bit? No, I get that. I do. You probably have a couple shots blocked along the way. <laughs> it's okay. You expect that. But you expect foot. that. Right. Is, uh, you know, I just realized, I mean, what? this whole Korea trip is going to put a – I wonder how tough it's going to make oh, a March Oh, is it going to be Madness. during the tournament? I feel like it is, yeah, it has right? to be. Yeah, right. When does, when does the uh, first no, wait a minute. Well, here we go. Selection Sunday is March 17th. Oh, yeah, so we're right. When are you leaving? 13th. You know? Oh, boy. That's, well, we I mean, the get, internet. We get back the, at the, as long as they get out of the first, what, so that's You'll miss Sunday. the first couple rounds, maybe, yeah. or the first, first round. First round, yeah. But the good news is, is with the, you know, with the streaming and the internet now, you're connected. You just have to stay up at weird hours, probably, to, to watch games. Yeah. You'll do it. Sacrificing You'll figure out a way. I watched, I watched a couple <laughs> Dolphin football games when I was in Europe. I stayed up all night on my phone. That is pretty good. And crazy. I was pretty impressed with my ability to do that. Nighttime. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with my ability to do that. Yes. Good for you, Christopher. Thank you very much. You know, I went, when I was in London one time, the 49ers were playing a big game against, I don't even remember, it was like 2012. And I walked into a bar with my 49ers shirt on, and I was like, 
the greatest person in that bar because I was the only one at the time who knew anything about football. So I need to go find a place where I walk in and everybody's you like, like that hey, feeling? look at this guy. <laughs> well, you just answered your own question. We'll send you on a one-way <laughs> ticket to uh, Korea, Nairobi. Nairobi? Sure. All right. I'll go. I've been trying to get into Tony's suitcase for like at least I saw I saw a funny, uh, funny, funny meme today. You know how they do all those United States maps and it says who's rooting for who in the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. They did one of Africa, a meme of Africa, the map of Africa, who they rooting for the Super Bowl. And the north half of Africa was rooting for the Lions and the bottom half was rooting for the Ravens. The reason is because oh, they the always animal- send all the losers T-shirts to Africa. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. man. For Don't many years in Africa, there. they thought the Buffalo Bills were Super Bowl champions. <laughs> I did not know where that was going either. Me neither. All. But Interesting. It is slightly funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's funnier than the joke I wrote earlier in this segment. Which one was that? Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gwen and Chris continues after a check of traffic, and I heard the traffic's kind of tough out there, so pay attention. 521 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matthew Scraby. Taking you uh, up to 6 o'clock in the middle of the happy hour. Not a lot of stuff going on. Lakers currently down nine, as you know, per usual when I'm watching it. I tried to turn away from the game. You must have missed 24 games this year because they've won 24. <laughs> well, so. Yeah, well, maybe so. I'm talking about every time I turn it on in this studio. No, I know. I uh, tried to turn away. It wasn't seemingly working, so I turned back. Same results. A uh, <laughs> couple guys to keep your eye out on, at least according to Jim Bowden, uh, in terms of the Padres as we go into spring training. He's got 40 players that he's excited to scout, take a look at it this spring, and there's a couple Padres on here. Michael King. You know, Jesse Agler raved about how excited he is. I, I think, know. Should we repeat what Jesse said? Because he was, he was hesitant to say it. He thinks Michael King is coming into the 2024 season in the same way Joe Musgrove came into the season his first year as a Padre. That we know how you, well that went. I can tell you the exact quote because I put it up on our article. Go ahead. Give it to us. The Fantasy. Oh, you did? You, yes. You, so you're, you're making sure that you put this down. He said it on the air. Go so ahead. I'm using Give it to it. us. Said, I feel about Michael King right now the way I felt about Joe Musgrove when he first got to the Padres, which was lots of excitement. Here's the write-up from Jim Bowden. It kind of backs that up. King was one of the headliners in the Juan Soto trade after a career-best year with the Yankees in which he registered a 275 ERA, 127 strikeouts, and only 104 and two-thirds innings. He's a, he, when he arrived to the big leagues in 2019, his fastball was 90-92, but now... He's throwing in the mid-90s. King throws his sweeper, which he's developed in the majors, 29% of the time. This guy is uh, certainly, it says, Jim Bowden says, I love his makeup, and I am fascinated to see what he can do over 24 to 25 starts, as he hasn't started more than 10 games since 2018. That's well, no Michael pressure King. on Michael King, because yeah. we know that Musgrove threw a no-hitter. <laughs> in his, what, third start? Second, Second start. start. Wow. I was looking it up. I, I thought it was at least third or fourth. I didn't realize it was, I knew it was a early. second start 
Nine innings, no hits, no walks, 10 Ks, one lonely hit batter. But I could all that kept him from a perfecto. You, you know, he, do you remember who he hit? So Joey was it Gallo? Joey Gallo. Get out of the way, <laughs> Gallo. What I remember about <laughs> that game is it was my I don't know. However many games into the season it was, doing that was my first, first year, year official, right? Doing play, yeah. doing so the colors. Was, uh, it doesn't say here, but it was April 9th. So, so oh, here was game eight. Game eight. Game I eight. get to see a no hit or something that had not been done in Padre history. Yep. My man Ted Leitner, done all those years, <laughs> and eight years. games in, I get to see one. You got one, yeah. And uh, that was awesome because I was doing pre and post that night, and man, were they nice to get him on with us? Yeah. I felt like I was representing every Padre fan it, it was, trying to interview him that night because I, you know, every Padre fan would have wanted a piece of that moment. One hundred percent. That was that was the the first. That's when you started to see like where this was going with Joe. Like yeah. San Diego steps on the mound, eight games in, throws the first no hitter in team history. You can kind of get the gist of where it was going there. So Michael King is one. The other is Dylan Lesko, right-handed pitcher. Let's go to 15th pick in the 2022 draft. Has top-of-the-rotation stuff, but struggled with command and control last year in his first professional season. 33 innings across three levels. He walked six per nine innings, struck out 14.2 per nine. He was 19 in coming. Say that again. That's a lot. He, on both ends. Point new, uh, sorry, 14.2 strikeouts per nine. Yeah, on both ends, right? Six walks per nine, but also 14.2 yes, strikeouts per nine. Yes, we had Blake Snell last year. We can handle six walks per nine. We're used to it. As long as you've given us Cy Young numbers yeah, on the right. other side. I we'll think only you... <laughs> expect that you gave us a Cy Young, but you're more than welcome to walk six guys per he, nine. He was only 19 years old and coming off of Tommy John surgery. According to Jim Bowden, he says, I want to see how the Padres are working with him on the delivery to achieve a more consistent release point, which should reduce the walks. He certainly has wow raw stuff. Wow I like raw. That. Yeah. Well, he did have, yeah, 52 Ks, 33 innings. That, that does say kind of wow raw, right? The, uh, he only gave up 29 hits and 22 walks. So, yes, that's a lot of walks, but the bottom line there is that his whip walks plus hits was 51 in 52 innings. So he had a whip under one. I like that. Right. Uh, Can you guess who the last prospect may be? Ethan Salas. Ding, 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 ding. Ethan Salas, uh, 17 years old. San Diego gave him $5.6 million bonus when they signed him out of Venezuela last January. And How old is he again now? 17. One seven. That's crazy. Who could blame them when they when you look at his uh, above-average tools across the board, except his speed. His catcher, he doesn't need that. He did disappoint in his first pro season, making it all the way to double-A. Everyone in the sport wants to see Salas this spring training. So those are the three guys of the 40 that the Padres have. That He hit, uh, he hit nine home runs last year. In minor leagues and or nine in Lake Elsinore, um, I thought he hit thirty nine because they tweeted out every home run he hit fifty <laughs> times. Not the Padres, every Padre fan. Right. Every time he got a home run, it was the biggest deal you know ever. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It'll, last it'll year. be I, I, and I, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if he's ever going to get the chance, but 
it would be nice for him just to kind of be stashed away and and just be able to play because when you're 17 and you're doing you know some of the stuff he does, it, it's going to cause a lot of attention. You're you know, not... he had. Uh, I mean, I'm just reading statistics here. He had five stolen bases, so that's not uh, listen, no speed. The one thing you 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 get in talking to him is he's an extremely intelligent baseball mind. Okay, you know, so it's not a it's not that you far can't of a steal bases that, with your smarts. Exactly, is what you're saying. Exactly, and as a catcher, he would know some of the things that he's looking for in terms of. Being right. a base runner, so uh, it should be interesting. I think a lot. Of, we talked about this. I think a lot of young guys are going to are going to get an opportunity to uh, possibly, you know, showcase themselves. It's going to be some spots. At least as of now, there's some, there's some spots open. Chris, did you see that the Forty ers are wearing white in the Super Bowl? Uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs made their decision. Red, huh? They did. They're they're going red. Going you back to know old why? faithful. They beat them last exactly. time. Exactly. Exactly. White, but white. 37, darks 20 in there the Super go. Bowl. There you go. Except, Advantage Niners. Except the Niners last time wore white and they took that's the right. L. They're one of the, law, the, one of the recent you ones. You know, that of, Super Bowl was on NFL Network, and I tuned in, and I, I forget that the 49ers had a 20-10 to 10 lead oh, I don't forget about it. Ago. I think about we it every talk, time we you talked whine about in it. that, <laughs> in that uh, How did this happen? <laughs> Where did it go? In that one. Yeah. This one. How did this happen? Yeah, they were up by ten. They were up seven by minutes, 10. and they lost by what eleven? No, they didn't. Did they, they did too. They gave up twenty-one points in a row. They lost thirty-one <laughs> to twenty. I don't. Even they didn't remember. even beat the spread. I mean, they got Scraby has completely erased this from his I, mind. I yeah. blacked out. During it collapsed the loss. on them just like it collapsed on the Lions if, the other if, day. If Jimmy G hits Emmanuel Sanders on that pass, 49ers what champions. Pass? What the pass? one that was late in the game and he was open. But Jim, oh, please. And then Jimmy G. Um, you should. Because I just remember the Niners just giving up that, uh, gagging that game away. <laughs> what I remember, straight. Yeah, they they set it. They set a template for the Lions, who followed it to perfection last Sunday. The Lions might have followed it better. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the Chiefs had to do more to win that game than the Niners had to do to win their game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's enough. He says. All right, well, I, I don't know who's breaking it. <laughs> All is. right. Is it mine? I think it is. I think so. Jesse it Agler on the other side. Jesse Agler on the other side. Do you get a chance to hear it next? I'm going to Chris. Much to Tony's dismay, Lakers down 11 awesome. at halftime. Awesome. Here's something much to Scraby's dismay. With 623 remaining in Super Bowl 54, Chiefs had the ball third and 10 at the 49 or 21-yard line. Niners led by 10. So the Niners were on the verge of holding them to a field goal and maintaining a seven-point lead. Patrick Mahomes threw deep on third down intended for Travis Kelsey. The play was defended by Tavarius Moore. Mm. Penalty on Tavarius Moore. DPI, 20-yard penalty. Mm. Put the ball at the one-yard line. What's the point of this? It's just to point out how <laughs> What's the close the 49ers I mean, I were to winning this game. Close, yeah. but no cigar. I mean, I, I don't know. I, have, I can't recall that penalty, but, I mean, you talk about a huge call. Next play, they scored a touchdown, and then they uh, scored two more down the stretch to beat your Niners that day. Yeah, I just thought you might remember that penalty. Um, 
I really have blanked but you out have blanked it all game. out. Uh, it was not well, good Well, when you us. ask the question, how did this happen? happen. There, there, that that penalty might have been the key to all of it. Can you imagine going home knowing you lost the Super Bowl when you're up by 10 with seven minutes to go? That would be pretty brutal. Uh, 6.23 to go. Okay, thanks, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, we have Aztecs top of the hour. Not here, but on TV. You can watch them against Colorado State. I think CBS Sportsnet tonight. So enjoy the basketball. But for now, enjoy a check of traffic and then our visit earlier today. Talking Padres knee-deep with the voice, Jesse Agler. Let's go to our phone lines. My guy, Jesse Agler, on the line. Jesse, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Nice to hear your voice. How are you guys? We're doing hey, well. Countdown uh, is getting is closer and closer. We'll be headed out to spring training here shortly. When you, you look at this Padre uh, ball club, it seems like there's still some things that, that need to get done, but still also a pretty talented roster even without those pieces uh that still need to meet maybe need to be addressed for sure like you know there's kind of two ways of looking at it or two parts of the conversation maybe is like the best way to talk about it one is as you said there are holes you know there are spots that need to be filled and you know i understand that two weeks before pitchers and catchers report everybody would love to have them filled and everybody would be you know more comfortable if they were filled. Um, but I, I don't think that that's that big of a deal, especially when you consider the number of guys who are out. Right. This is a reflection of the market, right? Like this isn't a reflection of the Padres or, you know, what they're trying to do or not trying to do. It's just sort of the way free agency has gone this year. And I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Free agency every year is sort of like its own unique beast. You know, what happened last year in free agency is not relevant to this year when it you know, comes to who is signed when and for how much and all that. So it's kind of a, uh, wait and see mode, I think, you know, for a lot of guys. But the other thing you said is right. And, you know, I was at an event last night at dinner and I was talking to people about this and I was like, you know, like you got Manny, you got Fernando, you got Xander year two feeling more comfortable. Like you have Hassan Kim, you have hopefully a bounce back from Jake Cronenworth. Like these are really good players. Like these are elite. Like I'll tell you right now, don't be shocked if Fernando is an MVP finalist or winner this season, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's my true legitimate expectation of what, Tatis is going to do in 2024 after, you know, finally getting some games under his belt last year after missing time. And then, you know, you throw in those other guys who are capable of that same kind of season. So, um, look, there's a lot of talent here. Are there a lot of questions to be answered? Absolutely. And, yes, pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. Uh, but the first regular season game isn't for, you know, two months, really, at this point, or, or a month and a half. So, you know, that's, that's really the, the true deadline, I think, for all that kind of stuff. What do you think about uh, the Padres and uh, their finances this year, Jesse? Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to make the bigger splash. And I think that's uh, that's okay. I mean, the Dodgers did this last year, and it worked out fine and got themselves back on the right side of the luxury tax. I mean, we have people saying things like, I can't believe it's going to be a rebuilding season, and the Padres are punting on this year. And I, I just think we got to keep reminding that that's just not the case. It, it, you know, you don't have to to get a fifty million dollar free agent to announce that you're trying to be competitive. No, I, I like your Dodger comparison to last year. You know, and they they were doing it with intent. You know, they were ready for Otani and, and everything else that we've not seen them do. You know, they were preparing themselves for that. Um, and and the Padres. You know, it's not a one-to-one comparison. I don't think it's exactly the same situation, but the, the result is essentially the same, right? Like, yeah, okay, we're not in on the big dudes right now. That's not going to be, you know, the way that we handle things. 
uh, this year. We believe in the talent we have. We're very curious about some of our young guys. It's a little bit of a, a reset, as you said, in, in regards to the CBT. It, it, it's not a punt at all. I mean, look, the other reality is here, and something to keep in mind, is, you know, one of these years, they're going to be an 80-win team that gets in. Like, you know, Tony and I talked about yeah. that a lot last season. And, you know, I don't know that it's going to be this year, and I'm certainly not saying I think the Padres are an 80-win team. I actually think they're going to end up winning more games than they did last year. But, you know, last year, what did it take? 84 to get in in the National League, and that team won the pennant, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, like, you, you don't it, – It's we're still all, I think, learning and kind of recalibrating our brains to the reality of this version of the postseason and, and you know, the, the regular season it's true. It's not what it once was. It's not as valuable. It's not important as it once was. Um, now the Padres didn't have a good enough regular season last year, um, but all those one run games and all the extra yeah. inning stuff and like that kind of nonsense that didn't go their way. You know, there, there's, there's no reason to think that that continues this year. That's just not how that works. So even if you won half of those games that you lost a season ago, you'd still have a bad record in one run games and you would have been in the postseason. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to like, you know, make last year sound better than it was because it wasn't good. Um, I, I just I'm 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 much more bullish than, you know, the kind of thing that you're describing for 2024. And the fact that they haven't gone out there and, you know, dumped a pile of money on somebody's driveway and free agency doesn't change anything. for me. <laughs> right. Jesse Hackler joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. And Jesse, you know, you, you, you the Padres make a managerial change. Mike Schilt. Really uh, is the man at the helm right now. Um, He's been asked about these three closers that he has in the back of this bullpen. However, it ends up, you know, lining up. It's never really a bad thing to have those type of arms. Now, the, 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 the one question mark is, you know, how will the arms that haven't pitched in the big leagues fare? You know, because I think for those who may have some concern after watching Hassan Kim's you know, could progression to get it took them two years to kind of get acquainted. How do you think the pitching will translate versus what we've seen out of the hitters? I mean, my gut says it would be an easier transition for a pitcher than a hitter. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer your perspective on this than mine. But, you know, I mean, it's just as you and I talk about a lot on the broadcast, the pitcher controls everything, right? The hitter is a reactor. You know, the pitcher is the dictator. And and so it would just seem to me from like a level of common sense that the adjustment is easier for a pitcher than it is for a hitter and that it shouldn't necessarily take two years for a guy uh, if he's got the talent and the ability. That's the main question. Right. You know, it's like, does does he have the stuff? And the cool thing is in the modern game, we as fans and certainly front offices have access to so much more information on these guys than even like seven, 10 years ago. Um, it's not just, oh, he was you know, 29 out of 32 for saves in the last two years, and he's got a 382 career ERA in the KBO or an NPB. Like, that's that's not just all you have to look at. I mean, they're they're using real analytical information on these guys. They're tracking pitches. They see the velocity. They can, like, you know, see all the things about them that they can see about their own, you know, young guys in the minor leagues. And so they can make, I think, much more informed choices when it comes to international talent, particularly in those two leagues. Um, than they've ever been able to make. So I think it's like less of a an unknown as it once was. Now that said, it is a new thing. It, it, there is an element of unknown. I just I don't think it's as extreme as it used to be. It is a new culture. It is new food. It is new travel. It is the pressure of the contract. All that stuff. I don't I don't want to dismiss it um, because 
you know, I, I always want to consider the human elements of these things. And, and you know, the, the, these two guys, they're human beings. They're going to put pressure on themselves. It's going to be a challenge at times. Um, but I, I just think it's it's not necessarily always from the KBO or always from NPB. It's just that, all right, like, what's, how's this stuff going to play? And, you know, as far as who the closer is um, on October or whatever, hopefully in a postseason series, I don't know that we'll necessarily know that, you know, by the end of spring training. I'd, right. I'd be surprised, in fact, if it became that obvious by the end of spring training. And, you know, Mike and Ruben are going to have the opportunity to sort of mix and match, try some different stuff out earlier in the year, I would guess, um, and, and kind of take it from there. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel personally any kind of rush to declare a closer for this team this year. Jesse Agler, who heads a uh, Padre radio broadcast that received uh, well over an 80% approval rating in a uh, fan survey done by The Athletic. I don't know if you saw the results, Jesse, but it was all good. I, I think it was. I, I heard it was 91%. 91, <laughs> yes, over 90. That's right. Still working on those other 9%, but uh, we'll see nah. if we can't bring them into the fold this year. What do you? I, it's hard to answer this one because we don't know what the whole thing. But it, let's just say this is what the ball club is. What do you think the infield's going to look like? I, I mean, are we going to? Is Bogarts going to end up at shortstop once Manny comes back? Play third base? Are they going to really try to move Hasong there? Are they going to try to move Bogey and Cronenworth everybody around? What's your gut tell you that the infield will look like? You know, come May or something like that. Yeah, I don't have a gut feeling on it because I think we just don't have enough information to yeah. make that call right now. Like, you know, what? because the reality is perhaps what happens in the outfield could impact what happens on the infield. Yeah. You know, I mean, is, is you know, one of these young guys going to come up and have the kind of spring that, that sort of says, all right, I'm, I'm here, I'm good enough, I can be a part of this now. You know, is he going to be an infielder or an outfielder? Is he going to be an infielder turned outfielder? Um, you know, when does Manny come back? And you're right, in May, I think we should all expect at this point Manny to be back at the hot corner defensively. Um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't I don't really have a sense of, of how it's gonna go. That's gotta be one of the first questions that Mike Schilt gets asked, you know, in Peoria when he gets there in a couple of weeks though, you know, from reporters is hey, hey who's uh who's your shortstop, who's your second baseman, who's your first baseman? Um and, and I'm sure he'll have a a KG answer. He's a professional. Um in, unless he really does want to go out there and declare it. But yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of those storylines that we'll be tracking endlessly throughout the spring and um, you know, while while I think in the in the baseball broadcaster world, uh, spring training games are, are kind of you know it's a love hate relationship maybe, but, <laughs> Without a doubt. but when it yeah, but when it comes to like these sorts of storylines um, for this team this year, Tony, there's like a lot of really interesting stuff that we're going to be tracking the entire time. Yeah, it's interesting because last year and even a year before, really. Everything was pretty much set. Like there was like yeah. one thing that you had to look for. It was like the back end of the rotation, maybe a spot in the bullpen. But for the most part, it was kind of boring because there, there was really nothing to watch. Everybody was was kind of locked in. That's going to be a lot different. And that really is a perfect segue to my next question here, Jesse. The uh, the Joe Musgrove, you Darvish both had injury, you know, field seasons um, throughout you know twenty twenty three. Especially considering how young this back end of the rotation is likely to be at this point. I mean, how important do those two become if the Padres are going to have the type of success that, you know, we're hopeful that it can have? I, I think no matter what four and five look like in the rotation, you know, a lot of the success that this tier is going to be dependent upon you and Joe. Yeah. 
you being Darvish, not Tony. Um, <laughs> like the first one of those in 2024. Say, um, we usually go through that at least once or twice during, during early part of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, like that's, you know, like last year, you know, the, the Waka Lugo thing, I just keep thinking about that. And I'm not suggesting that they're going to, you know, hit gold the way they did on those two guys again this year. But, you know, a couple of guys that came in later in the offseason, Waka, well into spring training and, and turned out to be just like critical contributors. Yeah you know, for the team last year. So there's a possibility something like that happens. Um, there's a possibility one of these young guys really locks in and gets going. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I think that if if you or Joe struggles, it's going to be tough sledding for the team. Now, I don't expect either one to do so. They should both be healthy and ready to go. Uh, they both have all the talent in the world, so that's why I'm excited. And and I'm 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 into Michael King, man. Like yeah. it, it's funny. I'm I'm I could very well regret saying this publicly. This is probably something I should have texted you guys off to the side. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll put it out there for the great Gwyn, Chris, and Scraby listeners. Um, I, I feel about Michael King right now the way I felt about Joe Musgrove when he first got to the Padres, mm. like a guy who's like ready to make that next step. You know, like you've kind of seen it building. You look at the numbers, you sort of track the ups and downs of the career, the injury, the frustration, the this, the that. And now it's like, it kind of feels like at the end of last year, it all started to come together for him. That was very much the case with Joe at the yeah, end of 2020. Um, he was like really hitting his stride and you go back and you look at those games and you're like, oh yeah, this is a guy who's about to go nuts. And he literally two starts into his Padre career. He throws the no hitter. And I'm not saying the King's going to do that, but I, I have that similar feel about King that kind of like Joe Musgrove in 2021, he's a guy that's ready to take a very big next step. And if that happens, again, the calculus changes in a very good way. Yeah. And uh, Michael King uh, told us uh, that he's, he loves these other guys that are coming with him from the Yankees too. So hopefully the Padres have a lot more depth in the rotation than they think. Uh, Jesse, you're a few weeks away or a month away from Korea. Did you ever expect your broadcast career would take you there? For a few days, a week, I guess you guys are going to be there, huh? No, I, I didn't. I did not ever anticipate that, but I'm really excited. You know, during COVID, when they were putting those KBO games on TV uh, on ESPN, I, I like really started watching the league because obviously I'm like a baseball lunatic and I wanted to see baseball, and that was pretty much the baseball that was available. And um, you know, I started following this team. Uh, KT Wiz that had never won anything before because I know how to pick them and like they had a really good year and like, the story of my life is a you had a favorite fan, you know? team in the KBO yeah I, and Bob Scanlon had hats made you know for for us uh, with the with their logo on it like their hats and um, you know and wow. they ended up winning the title two years ago for the first time they were really good again last year now the Padres won't be playing them that's not one of the exhibition games but anyway so the point being that like I kind of got into Korean baseball a little bit started following it a little more closely I, I know the team names like they're all familiar to me now and and I've said this to you guys before but like one of the things that I'm really excited about baseball right now is that while it's nowhere close to what soccer is in terms of an international sport like it is more and more going that way where like you yeah. can pull legitimate big league talent from japan and korea in addition of course to latin america and the caribbean and it's like it just makes the sport to me feel more whole you know i mean it's like it's a bigger thing and you know i i, I don't know could you ever envision a you know a world in which there's like a more formal transfer market you know as opposed to maybe just uh yeah. you know like these posting fees that the teams get i just think it's neat you know that, that those leagues the level of play have gone up the way they have, particularly in Korea and Japan, you know, where now guys like Merrill Kelly was a great example. The Diamondbacks coming from Korea, 
Um, like, you know, really being able to come to MLB, come back to MLB in some cases, like Nick Martinez, and have some great success after really kind of locking in over there. I, I just think it's wonderful for the sport. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It, it. I think baseball aspires to get to a transfer market where it's just that simple and it's easy yeah. to, to get these guys. Jesse, as always, man, appreciate you coming on. We don't do it often, uh, and I, that's on purpose. I don't want to. I don't want to wear you out coming up out here all the time. I want to hear how you're going to pronounce uh, or how you're going to handle uh, the new Korean right-hander in the ninth inning with the game on the line. Go into go the windup. Here we go. Go time. Man. Go time. Go time. You, you've, got, you've, got, you've thought it through, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, look, the the reality is spring training is for kind of workshopping those things. You know, you okay. go into the season thinking this is the way I'm going to handle it, and then you stay it once and you kind of look over at Tony and you go, nah, that wasn't it. So we'll, <laughs> we'll mess around and, uh, and, and see what we can come up with. Jesse, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Jesse. Good talking to you. Always my pleasure, guys. Jesse Agler enjoyed some Padre talk with us. Hope you enjoyed that as well. Uh, hope you enjoyed it more than Tony's miserable. Yeah. Uh, wrong, Lakers, Lakers just went down wrong, 20 Tony. in Atlanta. North Carolina's down four with six minutes to play at Georgia Tech. Tennessee lost to South Carolina. It's been an upsetting night in college hoops. See what the Aztecs do. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Scraby Chronicles are next. That's right. Scraby's griping about the way you park your car oh, and other oh, things. Yeah. My yeah, daily gripes are you filled I in. I can't wait to leave. It's going to be so quick. Boom, boom, out. Oh, man. Tony's never. He's just going to save right. so much time. <laughs> Tony will be on the freeway before you know it. Before you blink. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> on Gwen and Chris. Thanks for joining us today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.